When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Shop the Chemist Warehouse October catalogue and find Paco Rabanne 1 million, 100 mil for 99.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ, Tuesday, the 4th of October, and we've got Kempi, Louie, Joe, and Neeps in the back room. Louie's back. Morena Louie to you. Hope you had a good weekend, brother. And Kempi, Morena to you, Mr. Tony Kempi. Morena, brother. Morena, yeah. Now, it's a little bit cold up here, man. I don't know what it's like down there. you got your hoodie on, obviously. It's a bit of a bit of a... A freeze, mate, that's come through back up here in Tamaki. So, um, yeah, where's that sun gone, mate? We're meant to be heading towards summer, not going back to winter. Not liking yeah. that. Yeah, it's a bit chilly down here too, Kempi. A bit chilly down here. A little bit of a breeze at the moment. Just flowing off those Alps there. Bringing a bit of that snow-capped coldness through Otatahi Christchurch. Yeah, it's a little bit cold, but hopefully the sunshine comes back because, oh, we need a big summer. We need a big summer. It's been a terrible winter, terrible winter. Anyway, boys, uh, big show. Big show today. We are going to chat to Kiwi legend Thomas Luai. At the, as this weekend, he will play his last game in the Kiwis jersey as they take on Leeds 
at a World Cup warm-up at Henley. And we spoke to him earlier on this morning, Kempi, and it was a great chat to talk to Thomas. He's obviously a legend of the game. He's played wow, for two decades. He's going to go into a coaching role with Wigan next year, and uh, awesome to chat to him. So we're going to play that for you after 7 o'clock this morning, so stay tuned, and you'll hear from Thomas Luawite. And then we're going to talk some wrestling. Wrestling fans, listen up. 7.40, we'll chat to Kiwi wrestler Jake Sheehan, the current New Zealand wrestling champ, and he will defend his title this Saturday at Massey University. It's been a five-year hiatus, obviously with uh, COVID and all of the above. So we're going to chat to Jake Sheehan. We've all been wrestling fans, let's be completely honest. We're all trying to do a Royal Rumble in the back of the... Back of the uh, yard or on the trampoline or in the room, jumping off the bunks. We all did it, so stay tuned. That'll be a fascinating chat. And after eight, we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie. He might have been doing a bit of wrestling himself. He's got a bit of an eye injury. Nasty, nasty eye injury is Tom Abercrombie. So we'll chat to him about his latest injury. The breakers season going forward. They had a uh, well, season to forget last year. So obviously the first game. Pushed it right to overtime, weren't able to get the job done. Um, but yeah, we'll have a chat to him shortly this morning. And then potentially Marcus Wheelhouse at about 8.40 talking about Ryan Fox. Foxy, his biggest win of his career, winning the Alfred Dunhill uh, competition tournament. yesterday. $1.46 million in the back pocket. So he'll be coming home to buying him a nice new boat too for sure. So that launch. is our show. Double eight. <laughs> yeah, nice launch. Nice oh, he's probably already got a couple. He's had a few good ones, but that was his biggest one. So great for Foxy. I think he snuck into the top 20. Top 20 in the world rankings, which is pretty fascinating for a Kiwi golfer. Well done, Foxy. But uh, double eight, double three. Uh, give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine or 0800 150 on the Kennard's higher phone line. We'd love to hear from you. There's obviously lots to debate, lots to talk about, and some pretty Ugly scenes to chat about too. Uh, I know Tony Kemp will rip into that. But Louis Herman, what? How was your weekend, mate? Oh, I'd love to know about the ugly scenes. What's going on? Oh, mate, the Penrith boys, Penrith, carrying on like pork chops this morning. The the silly season in the NRL is has started directly after the grand final. Like a couple of a couple of stories this morning that have come out about some, um, you know, untoward. Stuff, oh, mate! It's just, just the really, Monday. It just really annoys me. It yeah, really, it's pretty ugly. Really. It really, what have they done? It really annoys me that um, when you win, especially especially the Polynesians, like carrying on. You know what I mean? Like Fisher Harris to say that this is the best Penrith team ever is is mate. You're not the best Penrith team ever, and you're you're it, a very very good Penrith team. But in the errors. Oh. Greg Alexander's Penrith team with Mark Geyer and and um, the likes was just as good, mate. You know, and but to come out and identify yourself in your own club as you are the best ever, I mate, I, look, I got very high opinion of of uh, Fisher Harris. I just think he'll take that one back, you know. And then to yeah. to ba- basically chant, we ch- hate Para. We hate Para. Got the whole crowd of chat. We hate Para. I just think. I just think the whole. I just think the whole thing is really immature. Like, and and it's led by Jerome Luai, you know, by putting out those posts and the way that he's carrying on and just, you know, you got to you got to have a little bit of humility about you. And there's talk that he probably will get pick up a ban, 
going into the World Cup, so Samoa's going to going to suffer a little bit here. So he's posted a raci- some racial uh, phrasing on social media. Is that right? That's what pull, I'm reading and now. And pulled it down, but they, you know what you do when you put some, something on on social media. Someone takes a snapshot of it. Oh yeah, and it's kept yeah. forever. And then they put it on their Twitter account. And you can't get them to take it down. So. Um, yeah, mate, watch your space. A silly season in the NRL. The NRL integrity unit needs to jump on this straight away. Um, but I feel sorry. Oh, I can't I feel- believe it, Kempe. I just can't believe it. Sorry, Kempe. I just can't believe it because this is a, a Penrith team that's been regarded as probably one of the greats ever. You know, they've won everything and all the greys. They've won back-to-back. And, and, and a team that carries that, that tag needs to carry it in all, all parts of the game, on and off the field. Yes, you play with a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of confidence, but you never go past that barrier. You never go past that situation. Look, I've, I've been very lucky to be in some of the, the greatest teams, the greatest teams, and if we carried on like that, mate, we would just be annihilated. Yeah. It just wouldn't even be part of our mindset. And it, no. You just know it just ruins what you're about. I just can't believe it. Like He's written on his Instagram, Daddy Loves You, because during the week, obviously there was a reference that the Penrith Panthers are uh, um, Parramatta Eels are the young, are the little brothers, are the little sons, you know, of, of the Penrith. So he's come out and said, "Daddy loves you" with all the trophies, but it's just referencing that he's the daddy of the Penrith uh, of Parramatta Eels. It's 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 ugly. It's so ugly. I mean, Fisher Harris is saying that I just read here. This, <laughs> he reckoned that they are the greatest Penrith team ever. Just after that, imagine Izzy. Imagine even though you probably were. Imagine coming out after you won the World Cup and going, "This is the greatest All Black team of all time." Oh. Can you? That makes your skin crawl, doesn't it? Makes my skin crawl. Um, it just wouldn't even come to my mind. It's crazy. No, it just wouldn't even. It wouldn't even pop up. Like, even if I've had a couple of couple of beersies or whatever, like you just get clipped around the ears. You get shut down, and and no one's bigger than the team. You probably wouldn't make it again. It's just it just wouldn't even be part of my well. You'd never you'd never you'd never say that because in twenty years time mm. there's a better team than you. You know what I mean? Like, but the, the, it's not that. It's that he's actually disrespecting the old boys. Yeah, Brandy and the, well, the, Paulie Fatiota. They Paulie. won in two thousand and three with yeah. Joe Nullivale, Tony Pulliatua, and and the Gowers and that, them type of guys. Mate, they were a pretty good side. You know what I mean? And I know. The context might have been taken as they always, as, as it always is. It should just never be said. And what I, who I feel feel really sorry for is Ivan and the CEO. Mm. You know what I mean. So now they've got to go back into you know trying and back into the club with the boys instead of saying hey enjoy yourself and say pull your heads in. You're making us look really bad. Or they're saying they're not saying anything and they're allowing this type of attitude, which is pretty arrogant as far as I'm concerned, to manifest and and to to bear out in the media. Man, I I would be if if I was part of that club and that management team, I would be so disappointed in the players because all the good work and what you've built, you pulled it you pull it down overnight, and that this has pulled it down. That, you may you'll hear so much about this today. Absolute, absolute, uh-huh. like you, they should be celebrating such a good um, repeat. And they go into it next year. No one's ever done the triple, you know what I mean. But I tell you what, I tell you what, every team will do for next year, especially Parramatta, is it'll be up on their wall as motivation. Like now, you've just put a target on your back. No kick out, no carousel. Yep. You don't know whether you're going to have the same team. If they go on, a, if they go on a bit of a a, um, a battle next year, mate, it'll get tough for them. Yeah, that's right. I don't even. I don't even know. If, I don't know if they're spinning it too, Louis, because. Um, <clears throat> Curacao is obviously going to Tigers and 
someone's just trying to say, look, you're not going to give me any of those rings. And, I think and then he's, he's obviously said, up on the stage. Yeah. And he started saying something and then he started giggling. I don't know, but like, it's 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 not good it's looking, just, you know. Like, if I was Tigers fans, I'll be like, oof. I don't know why you give drunk players mics. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. why you give... Well, they've all got a mic and this is it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's but, got a phone, and that's where you can't help them. You can't save them from themselves. Eventually, if they're going to be idiots and expose themselves for the like, well, the, let's call let's call Lua what he is. He's an idiot. If he wants to be an idiot, he can do it. He's yeah. got the touch of his, and that's where the education before the fact has to be better. Kimpy, like, yeah. but I suppose I don't know. You guys have been there. I have. I mean, I know what it's like to win a club. You know, you win a premiership for your club side, and you don't care. Well, man, you I was, feel I was invincible. Pre, I was pre-phone. I was pre-phone. There were no phones in my day. But I can tell you what, if you even said that, you'd get a slap. You would honestly, you'd get, your players would pull you aside and clip you around the ears and say, pull your head. Mate, can you imagine doing that in front of Kurt Sorensen? Mm. Not a chance. <laughs> you had respect for those people. And even, even the players that weren't playing for Parramatta would come up to you and say, why did you say that? Mm. You know, that's not the type of player that you want to play alongside. That's just, that's a pork chop. I, I think we'll get an understanding of, of who they really are in the next couple of days, Kimpy. If we do get a, like a explanation or, or something to come out, like obviously can't take it back, but we'll get an understanding of, of who they really are. We know who Jerome Law is and I've never met him in my life. From what I can understand, he's, um, you know, he's, he's a bit of a character. Bit of a character, but for James Fisher Harris, yeah, look, he was a quite just a quite achiever, mate. Just went about his work, trained extremely hard, and uh, probably looks like he's never has really a beer all year, and then just come out and had his first beer and, and said some things. That's probably why he doesn't drink. So, uh, be interesting. That's you know, next couple of days we'll see what happens, and that'll get an understanding of where the club's at and where these guys are at. Because, oh, look, I'm below you and when you explained it to me this morning I had a little look I couldn't believe it I was just like wow it's so arrogant <laughs> and you know the NRL 360 guys that's the article I just read they're just absolutely climbing into the oh, they love it. <laughs> they're, oh. they're gonna get absolutely sprayed and, and look for everybody that's not a Tigers fan I mean it's pretty funny what Corey Sass said isn't it but, <laughs> but, but you know as a, your point your point is so um, so powerful you know the All Blacks are the best team in the Southern Hemisphere, have been for decades and decades. I have not heard one guy come out with the All Blacks mm. and say, we are the best All Black team ever. You know what I mean? You're, you're a chump. Yeah. You're a chump for saying that. Like, you, you've won two you've won two premierships. You ain't won decades and decades of football like the All Blacks. Mm. You know, and, this, and I'm a league man talking about it. Like, come on. Come on, guys. You're making yes. us look bad. It's annoying. It, 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 I'm just really – like, when, when I wake up and read stories like that, I get really annoyed because I know we don't come from families like that. We're not brought up that way. And you get a yeah. little bit of – you get a, you get a little bit of um, alcohol under your belt and you put yourself on a pedestal. Mate, get off that thing. It's the worst thing you can ever do. It'll, it, people will yeah. just go – they'll just never forget this, you know. Annoyed. I'm annoyed. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not good looking, Kimpy. It's not good looking. Um, I'm sure we're going to be debating it throughout the morning and throughout the day. Double eight, double three. How does that make you feel? Are you a Penrith fan? Are you uh, you're a league fan? Is a league supporter? Joe from Gizzy. Surely he'll have something 
passionate to say about it. Or he probably doesn't even know. He's busy. He's a busy old man, Joe from Gizzy. Well, anyone, 0800-150-811. Louis, did you go all right on the punt on the weekend? Um, oh, I think I finished down in the end. It was a funnier weekend because obviously Hastings was binned off. So, yeah. and Rickerton was in like, there was a, about three, two or three different races at Rickerton that the favourite started at like $7. So <laughs> that automatically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like throwing darts. It's actually, yeah, Kempi's got better chance hitting bullseye than that. It's, it's, um, it's real hard yakker. But the racing in Australia was really good. I felt good about Ice Bath. Um, oh, so yep. did I, but I just don't think the track was actually that sloppy. And then top ranked and Ellsberg have run huge. What about races. when they took off at the two hundred again? Yeah, you know they raced to the front, and then they. I was thinking, oh yeah, Ice Bath will come over the top of them, and mm. then they took off again, and I was like, well. And Darren Flindale had the call right. Her wheels were spinning, which tells me that maybe it wasn't as heavy as we thought it was. Uh, look, I backed Lickety Split. I thought she was just a clear filly. Yeah, the, the pick. that's a good one. Mate, it was awesome. Andrew Forsman's dead set flying. He said he? two horses, two wins at Flemington on a Saturday, on a group one Saturday. Like, how good is that? A group a group two and a stakes race, you know? Um, really, really cool to have him. And it's just the Kiwi breeds across the card, actually, uh, in Australia. It's at Randwick. It's the old... No compromise was bought at the at the cracker sales of forty eight thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the from how good the, is that? Waverly, what a the win! Th- Did you see that? Yeah, oh. man. The Thurlows and Waverly there in the Naki. Um, I think I think they listened to the show. We know we've got some we got some folk down in Waverly that through the central district here that love uh, SENZ and no compromise. Izzy, the day that I got the photo lying down with Charlie Duckworth. Yes. At Randwick, over a year ago, I was the honorary owner of No Compromise in the winner's circle. <laughs> oh, so I always you just so I always hold back that him. Ticket. So I always <laughs> back, back him. him. Yeah, I had an each way ticket on him because uh, he um, uh, yeah. So I wish I could have actually been a real owner, but I, look, he's. I, I think that ride from Tommy Berry was just golden, and the race is so good. Boys, how's this? I was actually going to say, if you want a reality check about how t- slow and quick time goes through the years. You know how I know what we were doing this time last year? It was because I was punting Zaki at $1.30 in the Rose Gardens <laughs> in the, in the Martin Power Stakes, and we were in lockdown, and you know how we'd just come, like, they'd just said, oh, you can go to the pic, you can go have picnics? This yeah. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so coming out. I was in the Rose Gardens in Parnell here, like 18 champagnes deep, like <laughs> loaded, <laughs> on Zaki, punting responsibly. And um, Probabil gets up, and then obviously we got to watch Probabil win a group one, and it was, you know, I was wounded, but I was so excited for our great <laughs> mare. And so that's how, that's where we were 365 oh. days ago. Um, so the year goes fast. It's flying, isn't it? It's flying, boy. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Hey, I've got, a, I've got a can't wait question of the day for you, and it's kind of, it can roll through the Thomas Lulua chat, so I'll, I'll, we'll rip in, eh? Wait question of the day. Look, there's, um, there's so much World Cup chatter, and Thomas Lulua, I can't wait to hear him after seven just to get a read on where the Kiwis are. But obviously it's Women's Rugby World Cup week as well. So the Rugby League World Cup's in about two weeks or just under. The Women's Rugby World Cup is this week. And then the Cricket World Cup, the T20 World Cup's only weeks away. We have got, and unfortunately we don't, I wish I could tack on the FIFA World Cup here, but we don't have the All Whites going. But I want to ask you this morning, because the Women's World Cup's not far away, 
which campaign are you most invested in? Personally, which campaign are you most invested in? The Black Ferns, the Kiwis, the Black Caps. Three World Cups, three of our best teams with genuine chances to go very close. I think a couple more than the other one. But which World Cup are you most invested in? Which team is it? Uh, Kempi, Izzy, you guys have a good think about that. I don't know what my answer is yet, but I want to hear from you on 0800 150 the Kennard's higher phone line. What are you? Are you a cricket fan? Are you a league fan? Are you a rugby fan? Because it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm asking you about the team. Black Caps, Kiwis, Black Ferns. Who are you most invested in? Come through. Double eight, double three. here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Right, we're 27 minutes past 6 o'clock. What team are you most invested in? Actually, what campaign are you most invested in? World Cups galore. we got the Kiwis, we got the Black Ferns, we got the Black Caps. The Kiwis and the Black Ferns, by the way, are both on Spark Sport, their World Cups, which is convenient if you're into that sort of thing. Of course, you've got the seven-day free trial there as well. Uh, Kempi, before we get to Tony in Auckland, I feel like I know your answer, but I want to hear you say it. <laughs> yeah, 100%, the Kiwis. Um, you know, with the squad that they're Put together, we're a, de- we're a definite chance. In 2008, and as he touched on it with Thomas, is, um, and Thomas touched on it himself that no one really gave us a chance. And I don't know if you remember back then, the Australians actually came out in the Telegraph and said it was the the best uh, kangaroo team ever. Just a little bit like what Fisher Fisher Harris said. And what happened then? <laughs> it came back and bit them on the ass. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And the other reason is it's a it's a stacked World Cup. Have you seen Tonga, Samoa? The English, uh, even Lebanon, you know, even Lebanon. Talent galore. There's such a good tournament. So I'm looking forward to it. Conditions might play a part, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well. Mm, it's it's you're right because it's the depth of the field. And Izzy, I'll come to you in just a sec. We'll just get to Tony because uh, I think Tony, you echo Kempi's sentiments there. Hey, Tone. Tones. Morning, guys. How's it going? Yeah, good, brother. How are you, Apples? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I nearly had you on that grand final. I'm going to nearly had you. Yeah, mate. You killed it, Tone. Well done. Well done. We missed you yesterday. You obviously had a couple too many. You slept in. Yeah, no, I didn't have to take the wife to work yesterday, so you know, I slept in. I had to, I had to miss the uh, show yesterday morning. I, I did have a few on Sunday night. Yeah. So you like the Kiwis, do you? Oh, yeah. No, I'm behind the Kiwis 100%. I really think they've got a big shot. I'm actually behind um, all the Kiwi teams in those World Cups. So I, I even think the Black Cats have, have got a good show to, to try and take it out. You know, get over the last hurdle. It would be good to see them do that. Um, but yeah, I'm behind the Kiwis. Uh, I'd like to see how the uh, the stacks are uh, more inside goes. That'll be interesting. Absolutely, Tony. You're right, and the World Cup for that reason, having to the Kiwis having to actually lift and play at a very high level is what makes it so good. Appreciate your call, Tony. Be like Tony. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Izzy, what's it for you, mate? Because I'm guessing you'll be torn a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm torn. I'm, I'm going to definitely support the Kiwis, and uh, and mate, I'm right behind them. A lot of hype, a lot of lot of strength in the squad, and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do over in the UK and great chat to Thomas. But I, I'm I'm going to stay here and and support the girls, support the the Black Ferns, Wayne Smith and, and the crew. Just I don't know. Look, it's it's been a hell of a lot of build up. They've been asking for a lot of resources over the last couple of years. They're getting more than they have ever have um, been been given before. So be interesting to see if they can um, 
that can use all the thing that's been put in, towards them and in, in, the, in their environment, uh, coaching and, and resources to, to go forward and do it. So for me, yeah, I'm going to support the girls here in the Saturday Eden Park. I'm going to be watching on three, though, because I don't have Spark Sports, so I'll uh, be a little bit delayed, but that's all good. I'm going to um, support the girls. Beautiful stuff. Half past six this morning. Uh, here's Aroha the News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Your text, Tim, Richie, Dave, uh, Steve-O and Jerry will get to yours after some sports headlines and not too long at all. A busy Tuesday morning here on ECNZ. Stay with us. <laughs> SENZ, we're coming up to 27 minutes away from 7am this morning. At Bunnings Trade, helping business is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business is the trade of our good friends at Bunnings Trade. So with that in mind, some sports headlines, lads, from around the world. And actually, speaking of the Black Ferns, how's this? Over half of the tournament tickets sold at the moment are for the opening triple header this weekend. So they've got about 35,000 just more tickets sold for Eden Park and that at the moment is accounting for over half of the ticket sales in general so if you want to get to a game and you're in the Auckland or up in Whangarei, um, I know Lady Six is making an appearance this weekend, get around them because these women and this is high level sport in our backyard we've got to support it uh, Adelaide, the 36ers, how about this, they rolled the Phoenix Suns yesterday yeah, like Luka Doncic and the Mavs, except they're from Adelaide and they don't have Luka Doncic. They rolled the NBA team 134-124 and shot the lights out. 55% from three-point range. That is quite bonkers. And we're talking World Cups and squads. Well, the Australian Kangaroos have named their th- their squad. They've got 13 uncapped players, and that's because they just haven't really played any International Rugby League. Look, International Rugby League's taken a bit of a back seat. You wouldn't call their squad inexperienced because they've got hordes and hordes of origin players, but not a lot of test-capped players. Jimmy Tedesco, well, he's played for Italy at two World Cups, and now he's playing for the Kangaroos and captaining them from the back. And... Uh, Look, he's a, obviously a great leader, Kempini, and they've entrusted him with their campaign. Oh, still, still a good team. Still a very good team. No Damian Cook, no um, uh, Dylan Edwards, which is really surprising. They've left out. That's crazy, Kempini. Well, they've taken, they've taken Ben Hunt as a hooker. And obviously um, the young boy from Melbourne gets a gets a number one spot. But Dylan Edwards doesn't get a doesn't get a spot in there. Gets, he gets talked over Burton and... Even Jack White, I think, was pretty lucky to make it. But, mate, that's what Mel's gone with, 13, 13 deputants. Um, still a really good team when you put them down on paper, though. You know, you put that side down on paper. I don't know whether the the Ford pack uh, can match the Kiwis. That's where the, that's where the games are going to be won. Definitely Nico Hines have a chance? Nico oh, Hines, he, obviously, DLM. Yeah, well, he, he's. I think he's on standby, Nico Hines. So him, Damian yeah. Cook and Dylan Edwards <clears> will get first shot. If uh, you know, there might be a couple of players carrying injuries into that into that World Cup. So, yeah, mate. Geez, those three leaving those out, big call. Cool. Yeah, it's huge, huge call. Cool. I mean, Dylan Edwards. 
Has there been he's a... a, is free, it, he's, a oh, he's the first guy on the sheet, seriously. Has there been a more unassuming superstar that's just kind of flicked the switch and become one of the most important players in the game? He just came at... Yeah. Just a bolt from nowhere, and now he is so good every single week. Well, I've been saying it all year, I'm running it straight, um, that Dylan Edwards has... Like, he's been my favourite player. He's my pick for Daily M. Picked him for the Clive Churchill. Because what you get, I was saying to Izzy yesterday, is get the Energizer Bunny every time he goes out and plays. Like if you watch his very first set, he carries the last tackle on the first, on the on the first set. He carries every single set. And he's not big. He's just unassuming. He's an Energizer. You know who he reminds me of? Ben Smith. Ben Dunn. Ben Smith. He reminds me of Ben Smith. Just. Just a quiet achiever, you know, he's not a big personality, but when he gets the ball, he has a big heart and a big ticker. And that's what, I was watching this um, clip with um, Nathan Hindmarsh when they tried to prank him in the car and it was quite funny, but he's just sitting in the back, bro. he's so quiet, you just wouldn't know, but when you watch him, he's just an animal. Just reminds me of Ben Smith so much. Great comparison, is he? Uh, from the back, workhorse. Love that, love that. Right, text double eight double three. Kiwis all day, says Tim. Or just put a multi on New Zealand to win the league, cricket, and oh, the league. That'd be a good multi. And cricket World Cups, 48 bucks. Just two legs, not even the Black Ferns. Interesting. Okay, Tim, that's good. For me, it has to be the Kiwis and our Kiwi Ferns. Unfortunately, England will be too good for the opposition at the Rugby World Cup. And the Black Caps are playing in Australia, and we know how the Black Caps go in Australia. Richie, that's very. Uh, honest of you. Uh, good morning, boys. I think I'm most interested in the Black Ferns to start with, then the Kiwis and the Black Ferns semi-professional playing England and France, fully professional sides. So that's to me, it's a little bit tough. Bring it on. Cheers, Dave and Karaka. Dave, good on you. Morena, lads, I can't pick. I'm looking forward to all of it. You have the Netball Fast Five series starting next month as well. Yep, Richie. A hundred percent. And then do you want to read this one from Jerry Kempe? Yeah, and Jerry's, this is a really good one. So Jerry sent in a fuck, a fuck what's called a whakatoki, which is a proverb, and it, uh, it goes, kaore te kumara e korero mo tōna ake, uh, ake reka, which means don't, the, the kumara doesn't speak of its own sweetness. So he's, in relation to what uh, Fisher Harris is saying, you know, you're best just to sit back and take it Without actually allowing it to leave your leave your leave your mouth and using a an old um, Maori fakatoki, which is really remind it, it just reminds me. Thank you very much, Jerry, for sending that in. It just it really um, sends that reminder back home to me too. To keep my feet on the ground. That's beautiful. Uh, the kumara doesn't speak of its own sweetness. Now that is gold. That really sum that sums a lot of it up. Um, very good, Jerry. Uh, there's a couple of texts that came through about, well, one in particular, Morning Boys, I'll be following the Black Caps and the Black Ferns. Would have loved to get to a game. Shame they didn't have games out of Auckland. We've spoken about this before, and I don't understand that, Izzy, why people, especially in your neck of the woods, would buy, would be, I mean, I don't think it's enough to make you not support them, but it is kind of, it can be a little bit frustrating, can't it? Yeah, it is frustrating for sure. I was thinking this weekend if it was, you know, if I was living up in the north, I'd hundred percent be heading to Eden Park to support the girls. Um, look, I think the call was COVID, wasn't it? It was a COVID situation they wanted to Uncertainty, run up more, yeah. so just in case it gets out of control. But I think it's more than that. There's costs, and I was watching the press conference yesterday with the CEO and um, director of World Women's Rugby, and talking about the evolution of the women's game and just the investment. They need a lot more investment into the women's game, but hopefully they can get to a situation where it's fully professional. Um, 
But that's what it's all about. It all comes down to money. You'd hope that they could be able to do it, particularly with the influence that Christchurch play, or Canterbury players have in the, the Blackburn squad. It would have been great to have one down here, but it isn't meant to be, so we can support them by just trying to get there if we're up north or, or watching them on TV and just show your support on social media because get right behind them. I'm, I'm actually fizz for it. Absolute fizz. Yeah, and we'll talk a lot about it heading into this weekend. Hopefully we can catch up with a player as well um, and make sure we can get inside the camp and let you know how they're feeling. 20 minutes away from seven. If you want to come through, I would encourage you to do so. For oh, my car- good luck. <laughs> That's a tough one today. Even the clues, mate. Oh, they're, they're next level. 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dag is coming back. No chance, Timmy. Uh <laughs> Come on. Come on, Apples. We're going to need all of you. We're going to need people power. 0800 And what's the World Cup campaign you're most excited for? Is it the all. Is it the Black Ferns, the Kiwis, or is it the Black Caps? Let me know on 8833. Oh, here they come. No, more. More. We're going to need more of you. 0800 150 Quizzy Dag after this. This is how you do it. Quizzy Dad, come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy Dad, come play it. Quiz is on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. T.A.B. with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yeah, yeah. Give us a call. Luke from Dunedin. He's in the house. He's got clues from Kempe. Morning, Luke. Morning, boys. How are we? Morena, morena. Good, good, mate. Which tournament are you most looking forward to, mate? Tournament? Uh, yeah, which one? Rug- League World Cup, Black Caps, oh, you got the Women's World Cup, League. FIFA, League. Yeah, Kiwis. Yeah, League. League. Of course. Yes, Luke. Kiwis getting the job done. Thomas Luluai coming up, brother, so stay tuned for that one. Anyway, good luck. The Adelaide yeah. 36ers. Have just broken the club's three-point shooting record to beat the NBA title-contending team. Which NBA team was it? Um, give us a clue there. You beat. All right. Uh, this bird loves the sun. <laughs> Feed it. <laughs> Phoenix Suns is correct Question number two Who do the Kiwis take on in their first match of the Rugby League World Cup? Alright then, you're looking forward to it Who are they playing first? Is it Lebanon? <laughs> Lebanon is correct Here we go Question number three in volleyball, what is the name of the position that specialises in defence? Good luck. Five. Oh. Four. Uh, no, no idea. Spiker. <laughs> Spiker. Centre. Here we go. We're going to go to Zade from Auckland. Zade. He'll have a, he'll have a clue. Oh. 
Can I have a clue, please? I don't know much about volleyball. Yeah, it's a Mitsubishi station wagon. <laughs> oh, it's a good clue. Station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A dig? Or a what? A dig, no? Nah, sorry, brother. Sorry, Zade. Good try, mate. We're going to get a Lemmy from P North. Oh, morning, uh, Louis and um, Uncle. And you, what's your old time name again? <laughs> <laughs> the Magpies. Like, how you doing? Is he, is he, is he anyway? I'm going to just for a minute. You know, yes. you're Canterbury and Oaks Bay. Yeah. They wouldn't pinch our players from Palmer's to North, brother. Two for two. They what? They nearly pinch some players from... Young players from uh, nah. Palmer to North. Oh, they Please. do that all the time. They do that all the time. Nah, Hawks no. Bay, born and bred, brother. We just breed our own, man. Don't be silly, no, no. Lemmy. Come on. Come on, Lemmy. All right, stop the Lemmy. Stop the Lemmy so you can Google Lemmy. Here we go. In volleyball, what is the name of the position that specialises in defence? Oh, Mercedes. That's what I know. I don't know that much about <laughs> Mercedes is incorrect. Sorry, Lemmy. Oh, here we go. Mark from Tauranga. The Hulk. Morena. The Rink. <laughs> Marky. Oh, he's pushing some weights. He's doing some press-ups oh, on the steering wheel. Uh, Kerry. Good morning, no, Kerry. No, 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 no. we got Mark. Joe's just asleep oh. at the wheel. Joe's asleep at the Mitsubishi station Come wagon. Come on, Joe. Joe, Mark. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good, brother. Good, the Hulk. How many, volleyball, what how is many the name of the position? Get? I'm not going to lie to you. I googled the shit out of it. it <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Libero is here. Yeah, Mitsubishi Libero. Great, great car. Great car growing up. Absolute out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Love your honesty. Here we go. Question number four. Organisers of a fishing event on the weekend were shocked when they found what whilst weighing the team's fish? Oh, you should was get it, this, the Rick. Uh, sinkers. Sinkers and weight. Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> they did. Oh, it was a... Crazy, crazy clip. Here we go. Question number five. Last weekend's USC event was a bit different as the event was hired out privately for which billionaire? No clues. Oh, no clues. No idea. Nah. Uh, old mate that does the cars. I don't know. Um, Not many billionaires. Nah, Have no. a think about it. Uh, Marcus. Nah. I've got no idea, boys. I can't think. You Elon can't. Musk. Is that who you thinking? That's who I was thinking, but I don't know whether it's someone else. <laughs> no, <I> do. no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Marky. Have a good day. We're going to go to Kerry. Morning, Kerry. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. To take home the $50 TAB bonus bet, last weekend's USC event was a bit different. Event was hired out privately for which billionaire? Bill uh, Gates. Bill Gates is incorrect. Sorry, Kerry. Have a good day. Greg, morning. Hey, boys. Which billionaire hide out the USC event? Uh, was that Facebook creep? Um, <laughs> uh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg is correct. We all sign up. We don't have to, but we do. <laughs> yeah, oh well, you know, yeah. it's eh? You've got to cut it out. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. that's right. We do. That's right, Greg. Good on well you. Well done.
Facebook oh. creep. <laughs> that is very good for Greg. <laughs> Gee, that's a tough quiz. That'd be the that'd be up there with one of the toughest quizzes we've ever uh, produced. And Greg has just come through. Hey, welcome, welcome, Neeps. At the yeah, he's turned the heat up, hasn't he? He's off the back fence, loving it. Speaking of, that'll be about twenty five past seven today. And judging by the way, Kempi was fired up to start the show. I reckon. I reckon we're going to get an absolute clinic from uh, Kempi this morning. Seven away from seven. I'm still wondering, what campaign are you most excited for? Black caps, Kiwis, black ferns. Why also? Why? Why are you so excited? Because I know why I'm so excited, and I'll tell you after this, unless I get some of your texts, double eight, double three. Who do you have, and why do you have them? Yeah, rightio. We're coming up to 7am, and Izzy Gig says Kiwis because it's been such a long time since we were genuine title contenders. And Gig, I hear you loud and clear. Look, for me, I'm going to make a case for the Black Caps because I think the Black Caps have had their backs against the wall, and I also think that this is potentially, and I know we don't really want to say it, but this could be the start of a different era in a transition period for New Zealand cricket. When you look at the age of our top players, you look at the contract situation and where things are going, I think this might be one of the last tournaments we have a genuine shot with this core group of guys at and their primes and their extended primes. And I think if we're going to nab a World Cup, I know that we you reckon we got the yips in Australia. I think this is the time for that group of players to put it to bed and to be able to stake their claim and be able to cap off this historic run this team has had with a massive win. And for me, I'm back in the BCs all day. Mm, they better. They better. They better prove it. They, they, they go good in Australia, but against Australia, they just can't get it over. So I hope they do, and I hope they can there, Louis. I really appreciate that. The Black Caps, T20 World Cup. Can they head over and get the job done? Thomas Luluai coming up. We spoke to him earlier. We'll play that for you just after 7, 7 o'clock. Stay tuned. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Support quality sleep through the night with Good Health Magnesium Sleep Cream, 230 grams. Now $25.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Just after 7 o'clock, Tuesday, 4th of October. Big show ahead. Shortly we're going to talk some league. Thomas Lulawai, we spoke to him this morning. We'll play that for you in a couple of minutes' time. We're going to talk wrestling. Jake Sheehan, current New Zealand wrestling champ, will defend his title this Saturday. Looking forward to that conversation Later on this morning, we have Tom Abercrombie after eight. And then we've got Marcus Wheelhouse, Coach Ron Fox, Foxy, his biggest win 
of his career, I feel the Alfred Dunhill $1.46 million win yesterday over at the old course, St Andrews. Great win there for Foxy. So we'll talk to his coach, Marcus Wheelhouse, shortly. Later on in the show, we've got a few messages here regarding the Cup and the Penrith Panthers. No doubt, Kempi will be coming off that big top rope to body slam someone off the back fence shortly. Good morning, gentlemen. Just to reference the Panthers over the past 24 to 36 hours, they have been referred to as the next Melbourne Storm. The team. Everyone loves to hate. Well, they are certainly laying some pretty strong foundations for people to have that mindset. Be humble, lads. As for the Cups, the Kiwis in the league. Great team. All the best, Steve-O. Steve-O's picking the Kiwis. I think everyone will be picking the Kiwis. We have a genuine, genuine chance. This is the first time since 2008. Well, 2008, we probably... Well, we had a chance, but a genuine? Probably not. They had to prove us wrong, and they got the job done at that famous... Famous World Cup one two thousand and eight. How good. Hopefully the boys can replicate and go over and, and get the job done. Get the job done. I've got a message here, Louis. The Black Caps have no chance of winning the World Cup with Williamson as captain. No spark or Bears ball type play. Brian, Brian. You f- you feel that, Brian? You feel that we have no we got we got a je- we got a chance. We got a chance. But he reckons we've got no chance. Is he is he questioning our kind of Attitude, our our will and our desires. Do you know, do you know what is he? I actually think, and Brian, you're he's he loves a he loves a negative text. But I actually think, <laughs> for the first time, in the most that I've ever felt, we've got Kane Williamson as being questioned in the, out in you know in our homes around New Zealand, out on the street. You talk to people about cricket at the moment. Yep. Oh, personally, I think you back Kane in here, and he's got enough equity in the room, Kimpy, that he's he's provided us a platform for so long. When no one's no one, I don't think we're saying roll him before the World Cup, but for the first time and ever, I felt like the tide might be going out on Kane Williamson's public perception a wee bit, and he needs a result. He needs runs, and then we need results. So I actually know where Brian's coming from a wee bit there. I've heard a wee bit of that chatter before. Yeah, I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. So I just think with World Cups, you just never know, you know. Like, then tournament um, play is really different. It's not like you're playing in a, in a series, you know. It's not like you're playing in a competition over, over a certain amount of weeks. You're playing in a tournament. And, and funny things happen in a tournament. You know, whether it be injuries or or the bounce of the ball. But I just Illness. go two, two, I just go to that bounce of that ball from Billy. Who would have thought Billy Slater would throw that pass to Benji? Like Brain. you would never. You would if someone said to you before the tournament, Billy Slater's actually going to make the biggest um, career blooper in his life. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be. You yeah. know, he's a great player, but you know how what I remember Billy Slater. That's thought? what pressure does. That pass. That's what pressure does. Hey, Kimpy, that's what pressure does, and that's what World Cup does. You know, like there's so much hands and on, on. Yeah, mate, there is just so much on the line that you can do some crazy things. So, look, honestly, you need a little bit of experience here. Even though uh, Billy Slater was experienced, I said it was Sammy Kane. Look, maybe just that added pressure of the captaincy might just be able to relieve him and unlock him. So maybe that might be the same with Kane. Look, he's going over. He's our captain. He's going to get the um, hopefully get the job done. But Herschel Gibson, I should say, by the way. 
maybe uh, maybe release him. Anyway, boys, anyway, boys. Another message here from Jimmy, which will lead straight into our next guest. League World Cup, because league is the greatest game on earth. Going to be a great comp. Never has there been so many stars spread out through a World Cup. How good, Jimmy? Well, one of those past stars who will be lacing up the boots this weekend is our next guest. Here he is, Thomas Lulua. S-E-N-Z. Well, it's been a first-grade career spanning two decades and nearly 400 matches and when legendary league identity Thomas Lunawai runs out this weekend for the last time as a player, he'll be right where he belongs, leading the Kiwis. Yes, how good, facing Leeds. My old team, Thomas has locked horns with plenty of times himself during his illustrious Super League career and it'll be an important warm-up game for the Kiwis going into their World Cup. The preparation as a squad starts to feel at home in the United Kingdom. Well, it kicks off in a couple of weeks' time, and he's on the line with us right now. Morena Thomas, how are you, mate? Good, Kimpy, bro. Good, brother. How mate, are you? I'm, re- I'm really good, bro. What's it been like, mate, being back in Kiwis camp? Yeah, it's been good, man. Like like normal, really. The boys are all welcoming, bro. It's um, a good vibe here. Um, yeah, got a pretty talented team, so um, yeah, just really lucky to be in and get to have a, you know, a little jam with the boys. Yeah, Thomas Izzy here, bro. Appreciate you coming on. Absolute legend. Um, how'd this come about, brother? Bro, I'll be honest. Matt just rang me up halfway through the year, really. Or well, not halfway through the year, a couple of months ago. And he knew I was retiring. So, he, you know, I think they had this game set up. And I think, I don't know, they needed a few numbers or something. So he just said, um, he fancy having a little run out and, and join in with the boys for the last game. So, you know, I was, um, yeah, I couldn't turn it down, mate. You know, mm. they're really enjoying it so far. And as you know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mate, what about your career? You know, how's the body holding up? You know, you've you've been you've been well, I coached you. That's how long you've been around. <laughs> um how's the how's the body, brother? Yeah, this year mate, I struggled a bit. I had a couple of injuries. I have done my knee mid year and, and pushed so yes, I'm surprisingly Gimpy has, has done all right, really. Um yeah, I, I definitely knew this year would be my last mate and um, yeah, but um, yeah, all in all, man, I'm still I'm still had a run today with the boys, and you know that was, that was pretty good. I'm a bit sore now, but um, no, it was, it was good. Mate, two decades playing the game, two decades. Uh, you know, you got so much experience. When we know you're going to come back and you're going to get back to the game, you're going to get into coaching quickly. Is there something that really stands out in that two decades? Some some moments that you're really proud of. Some moments where you've had to deal with some adversity. We all go through it as athletes. Yeah, bro, there's, there's been both of those, really, and you know, a few times, really. Um, as you know, Izzy, bro, um, ups and downs, roller coaster that it is. Um, man, um, yeah. you know, the highs are most probably the World Cup with the Kiwis. That was something that, yep. I suppose, opened my eyes, you know. I was speaking to Madge about it today, actually, and, and I said to him at the time, I don't think any of us in the team expected to win the comp, but it just shows what you can do when you you buy in and you all work really hard and you buy into a, a purpose and... You know, and you know, experiencing that was you know was great for me. And then I've had some great memories in, in rugby and, and, and Wigan, you know, winning Challenge Cups and, and things like that. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. And yeah, there's been some tough times, man, when you drop in form, a few injuries, yeah. you know, and um, you know, you just gotta you gotta stick through them. But I think when you look back on those times, you know, they're most probably um, positives, really. You know, when you get through them. Mm-hmm. So at the time, they don't feel like that, bro. But looking back now, you know, they they sort of shape you, bro.
And when you debuted and played for the Kiwis and the Warriors, mate, back in the early 2000s. Don't forget, that that was a highlight of your career. Mate, oh, the... yeah, that one. Actually, simply sorry, that one, that one at uh, North Harbour Stadium. Yeah, that 100th test, Thomas. That one, That's yeah, exactly that was, right. That was, that was awesome, bro. That was an awesome experience. Hey, mate. The, the squad going up there, you know, you just mentioned the 2008 World Cup win. Yeah, of course we were going to win that, brother. That was one of the highlights. <laughs> Out of my whole career, watching that with my daughter was one of my highlights, and I want to do that again this year. What do you think about the team that we've assembled? How how uh, confident, when you look at that squad and you're mixing with, it, with them at the moment, do you feel going into this World Cup? Yeah, I can honestly say I reckon it's the most talented Kiwi team I've seen for a very long time. Um, just across the board. I know we've had talented players, but to have the depth that they've got at the moment, like the forward pack, you know, good luck to Madge trying to pick that one. It's just <laughs> so many quality, quality players, mate. Um, they're all good people too, Kimpy, which is, is really good, man. Humble. You know, it was just, you know, suppose something I was, you come into camp, you know, and you, you see these guys that are superstars, but just seeing how humble they are and, and good people, man, that, that's also something that I, that's very important. And, uh, you know, no longer being great players, you know, they're, you know, they're really, really humble guys, man. Hey, Tom, Thomas, one thing I've, I've noticed last couple of days after the squad's been announced, uh, you think to 2008, you flew under the radar, like you said, you probably didn't expect to win it, so you were able to surprise many, but now the squad's been announced, everyone's predicting you guys to win it, and, and win it, so you are probably being tagged the favourites, you know, whether you like it or not, so how do you... Or how does Madge um, um, encourage these guys or, or try and keep these guys uh, level-headed and keep their feet on the ground? Because, in all honesty, like you said, the squad is stacked and people are coming after you. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. It's maybe a personal thing the boys are going to do. I honestly mm. don't sense that when I'm here, though. Is he? I just feel like yeah, good. the boys are that humble and they're just yeah. you know grateful to be involved in the key reason. You know, you've got guys at different stages in their career. You know, you've got... You know, Jared and Jesse Bromwich said, you know, most probably towards the back end, this could be their last crack at it. So, you know, they've spoke about that. And, you know, there's younger boys there that will most probably get a few more cracks at it. But, you know, like, I suppose as we delve into the week, I'm, I'm guessing it'll, you know, the chats will come a bit more deeper about, you know, the opportunity that they have got, man. They have got, and I think it's yeah. um, something that I think New Zealand Rugby League really need at the moment. You know, with COVID and what's going on back there, you know, it'll be be such a good thing for, for the New Zealand game, mate. So I think the boys all understand that. Yeah, me. Hey, Thomas, we all know about the Tongans and the Samoans, the Australians, the teams that they've put together, all strong sides. It looks like one of the, the strongest World Cups we're, we're ever going to see. Um, but what about the English side, mate, that uh, they've, they've assembled? You've played a, alongside many of those boys, and you, and of, of course they've thrown it back in Sam Tompkins to captain them. What are they going to bring to the tournament? Yeah, they've had a most probably a disrupted. Um, they've got a few guys pull out quite late, you know, some really good players in there. Johnny Lomax, who I think is a fantastic player. Mark Percival, and they've both pulled out with injuries. So, you know, I think they would have loved to have had them playing. Um, I don't know how they're travelling here. The, I don't think the uh, English are giving them too much of a hope, but I've played with a lot of those guys. They're very good competitors. Um, you know, the conditions are going to even the game up a lot. You know, you know what it's like over here, Kimpy, at this time of year, mate. Um, you know, then you know. I think those those that's going to be a telling factor, and who can deal with those conditions the best is is going to you know, make them go a long way in the competition. So, um, you know, they'll they'll know those things. I most have the edge there, but um, yeah, um, although they might not be getting the 
I suppose, excitement around what they're doing as much, but I know they'll be very strong. Is there much hype over there, bro? We're starting to get closer now to the World Cup. It snuck up on us, and like I said, I'm, everyone back in, in New Zealand is pumped for this Kiwi side to go and do the job. But what's the feel like over in the UK? Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's, it's ramping up a little bit. It's been quite quiet, but I, I, I live not too far from Wigan, bro, so it's a, it's a rugby league town, mate, so that's all they talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Coming here to Leeds, man, they're, they're all over it. So, um, look, there'll be some, I've heard they sold some, quite a few tickets, and, you know, I think, um, you know, just slowly I feel like it's sort of building here. Hey, Thomas, one last question before we wrap this up. Um, your mum and dad must be really proud of you, uh, James and Lenore, mate, and uh, you're obviously living halfway around the world. Is that where you settle? Is that where you, um, I guess, enter the next part of your career in coaching? Are you you're looking forward to that part of it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Kimpy, and, um, yeah, I most probably will, Kimpy. I most probably stay here for the for the for the next little bit my kids are at school all settled and you know i've been i've spent most of my life here so you know it's mostly where i call home but um i'm looking forward to coming back and seeing the family at christmas time i'm shooting back i haven't been back for a couple of years with COVID, so i'm really really looking forward to that bro so um but yeah i'm mostly nice. calling england home and, uh, and yeah, i'm looking forward to the coaching bro it's going to be a new challenge you know um you know so much to learn bro but um you know obviously just keen to get involved Future Kiwi coach, man, two decades of playing. Hey, Thomas, on behalf of everyone in New Zealand, mate, the past and present players, but also the supporters and and everyone involved in your career, it's been wonderful watching you, mate. I think it's a great thing that you're getting to play with alongside the Kiwis and lead them out at Leeds um, in this warm-up match. But, mate, go well, and uh, we look forward to the next part of your career. But what a fantastic career it's been, mate. To enjoy talking to you this morning. All the best up there. Give the boys all the best around the World Cup, and we'll see you when you come over Christmas, mate. I'll come over to the yeah. to the old man's fudder over in uh, Shipley yeah, Bay. Come Have up a beer, there, mate. for sure. Cheers, brother. That'll be good. Thanks a lot for that, Kimpy. Appreciate oh. that. Cheers, Izzy. Awesome. Cheers, Thomas. S E N Z. Forty Test Kiwi, two decades, four hundred and fifty first grade games. Genuine New Zealand sporting legend there, Kimpy. You know the the hardest part to, to fathom is that he's finishing a kiwi he's finishing in a kiwi game mm. after two decades, like how hard that is to get to get to. He ran out in two thousand and three in his debut it was a hundredth test between Australia and New Zealand at North Harbour Stadium, and we won that game. He played hooker that day. He played hooker, you know, and then he runs out in two thousand and twenty two. He won the World Cup in two thousand and eight. You know, it's, 14 years ago. When you think about it, for rugby league, you think, you know, I had a, I had a 13, 14-year career, but he's had 21 years in the game mm. at mm. the top level. Unbelievable. It's a very long time, very long time, Kempe. And um, I, I take my hat off to, to Madge and, and NZRL just giving him that opportunity to finish on his own terms and, and get another opportunity to represent the team, be amongst it. And you talk about all the time, that IP. You go back to 2008 when they well, last one, he'll have uh, you know, instances and little situations during that, during that time in 2008 that he'll be able to share those experiences and, and help this team and uh, this year that are going in with different tag. They're going in as one of the favourites to win it. Um, but no doubt he'll be able to help so much more than just um, than playing the game. I'm sure Madge will be tapping into that for sure. And he's going to be a very, very good coach. I remember him sitting down with me when he first came in in 2001 as a kid, mm. and he was always inquisitive. What do I do? How do I do it? How do I keep improving? 
Yeah, and you're right, Kimpy. The the fact that he's well, the the asset he's going to be in his adopted home in the UK, while this squad is up there in his backyard, as they are favourites mm. now, is he? What an asset! What a guy. Really enjoyed that chat. Thoughtful bloke. Really cool stuff. And clearly thinks of you. Uh, clearly, again, another one of these um, league players that really looks at you, Kimpy, fondly. Uh, looking back to that, I loved that comment. You've been playing. Uh, how long? Oh, well, I was coaching. That's how long. So <laughs> that popped in my head. That was funny. <laughs> that is a long time ago. I remember the 2008 World Cup, the Four Nations win in three in a row like it was yesterday. Thanks for the memories, Ken. Ken, thank you. Double eight, double three. Keep your messages coming through. 21 minutes past seven. Here with Kim as we ask. Great savings every day. Kempi's going to talk a little bit more Kiwis and rugby league off the back fence after this. One thing I admire about the New Zealand rugby and the Silver Ferns is how they promote Kiwis into their top coaching and management roles. It just shows how meaningful and aspirational it is to have Kiwis in these organisations. This philosophy gives the likes of Nolene Taurua and Ian Foster the belief that they are the best Kiwis in their given sport to lead the national teams. So imagine how every rugby league aspiring coach or manager feels when they look at other sporting pathways, or when they look at their competitions or even the appointments at every level. Where are the Kiwis in these top roles? How would you feel? Gutted? Hopeless? Pointless? Thankless? What do you say? Because of the lack of pathways here in New Zealand, every player and talent now heads overseas to further their career. Some as young as 14 and 15, can you believe? It is any wonder that the Warriors only have one representative in the Kiwis team. Australian have not only captured our best talent, but they have also become the major player in pathway progression. Pathways from players all the way to head coach and all the roles in between. While we marvel at one of the best Kiwi teams assembled in some time, we should also be conscious that our game in this country is nothing more than a recruitment ground for Australian clubs. And because of that, our coaches and managers here have no opportunity to actually progress their skills because our national body has no ability or or idea how to stop the flow. Their overpaid executive and flailing governors simply employ Australians to coach our Kiwis when instead they should emulate the easily accessible successful template of other codes like rugby or netball. But when is that likely to happen is anyone's guess under the current regime. They'd rather rub shoulders with the upper level of NRL stars to rebuild a community game in New Zealand, which is what they are meant to be doing. An example of another organisation driven driven by elite player success and medals, not a foundation of good governance or operational excellence. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Interesting one, Kempi. I know you alluded to at the end of uh, that conversation with Thomas to potentially go and coach um, the Kiwis, how how fitting would that be? Would that would that be something like he's obviously getting into the coach role? He's spoken about he wouldn't come back. Would he be the ideal fit to come back and coach? Knowing what he's put into the black jersey, the respect and the money that he holds within our country and then with our players, is would that be an ideal fit? And how do we get changed, mate? Honestly, we've been we've been talking about this for a very long time. Not only this organisation, Cycling NZ, like there's just so mm. many organisations that are that are going through the situa- same situation as, as probably the NZRL. So, um, look, set big question. Like, If we want change and we, we're demanding change, how do we get change? The, you know, I wrote this before that stuff came out about Penrith this morning. 
Um, and it just got me thinking about the how good New Zealand rugby and, and net, New Zealand netball are in promoting their own, you know, and it just papers over the cracks in other sports, and it's not just rugby league, you're dead, right, cycling's the same, where um, players or athletes are actually their talent papers over the cracks at the upper, upper echelon, the levels of the governors and the operational um, people. I can guarantee you this, Izzy, in rugby league, while we look at this being the best team ever, yep, going to a World Cup, mm. my club and our districts and our pathways are knackered. It is just absolutely, for a better word, rooted. Yeah? Yeah. And these people would just love to rub, rub shoulders at that level as opposed to get down and do what they're meant to do, is build what New Zealand rugby and the Silver Ferns New Zealand netball have done and work their asses off to give them some pathways so that Kiwi Kiwis coaches and administrators can get back at t- the top level. I, it's, it really saddens me. It seriously does. I, Madge might be a good bloke, a good coach, but seriously, now where are our Kiwi? Where are our Kiwis coaching? Where are our Ian Foster's, our Nolan uh, Toadoers? And until we sort that out, mate, we'd just be nothing but a recruitment ground. We're actually in bad, bad space at the moment. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Where is the next Nolan Toto or Orion Foster for Rugby League and how do we get them? How do the pathways unearth them? 0800 Kimby wants to hear from you this morning. Double eight, double three. A couple of good texts from Mark and Brett we'll get to after the news of that Aroha for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SENZ 27 away from 8 o'clock this morning. We're talking rugby league. We're talking pathways and Kiwis. The shop window, well, they're going good at the World Cup with the squad they have assembled. But through the heart of it, are you happy with where rugby league's at in this country? And I guess the issue Kimpy's pointing out is a Kiwi coach and that Kiwi identity through and through. Is it something that worries you as well? Thomas Luluai joined the show this morning. He's a legend, 40 tests for the Kiwis. He's leading them out one last time. And his appraisal of this squad really matters. This is what he had to say. I can honestly say I reckon it's the most talented Kiwi team I've seen for a very long time, just across the board. I know we've had talented players, but to have the depth that they've got at the moment, like the forward pack, good luck to Madge trying to pick that one. Good luck to Madge. It is intense, the amount of quality they have through that squad. We've heard through Aroha's news, Bunra is ruled out of the T20 World Cup. He's missed his chance with injury, run out of time. Him on those bouncy Australian wickets, well, he would have been crucial for the Indians. So that's a really sad miss. A uh, bit of mail through to the mailbox this morning. Our man Paul Cole has retaken the world number one squash ranking. So the latest PSA world rankings have come out overnight. He's overtaken his old sparring partner Ali Farag and um, that's just on points and totals how that works. So good to see Paul Cole being back as the world number one. Big things coming for him and fresh through well we've got a new All Black that's signed on the dotted line. Geordie Barrett has officially put pen to paper on the new deal that keeps him at the Hurricanes and New Zealand rugby through to the end of 2025, so through halfway the next World Cup cycle. That would have been one of their most pressing signatures they would have wanted, Kempi. 
Hundred percent. Nick, Nicky Politis at Sydney City would be blown up because he probably wanted him over there <laughs> to run the cutter in the back row or, or at fullback or wherever he'd play anywhere in rugby league. Geordie Barrett. Hey, I just wanted to touch one one other thing, um, Louis, about the off the back fence because this is the problem around pathways when we're losing our kids so early. Um, all of them are going at fourteen and fifteen. Fisher Harris and Luai are no different. Because they're both Kiwis. Luai was a junior Kiwi captain, and Fisher Harris, obviously, in our Kiwi team. But Kawaiyo, if you if you look at the All Blacks, all right, they know where they stand and they know who they are and what they stand for. All right, it is just it is just their DNA. When we lose our kids into that competition, into that recruitment strategy, you forget who you are because we don't have our people building that that understanding of where you stand as who you are. And you become a bit of a pork chop. So the quicker we can fix this up, and I don't know whether we ever can, um, the better it is for rugby league. I just wanted to finish on that, just so that it, it gives some clarity around the disappointment for me waking up this morning to seeing that Fisher Harrison Luai actually represented the Kiwis. It's crazy, it's crazy, Kimpy, because I know when Ron Nagara came over to coach at the Crusaders, it was a, quite a big thing. You know, NZR had to really think hard about it, allowing an Irish to come over. But then they thought, obviously, the IP, bringing a bit of North down and, and adding something different, you, you get that. But I know it was a big, big decision to to not to recruit someone outside of our very own. We're all about recruiting our own and, and getting them forward. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Hopefully they can do something because we have so much talent in New Zealand, man, and the clubs uh, offer so much, and it's... And it's uh and it's crazy. So uh, we're going to head to the phone lines now. We're going to hear from John from Auckland, who wants to talk about professional rugby league coaches in New Zealand. Morning, John. Hey, morning, morning, guys. Yeah, um, <clears throat> be touched on a real important issue there with rugby league in New Zealand and around the coaching uh, framework. Um, <clears throat> but what what I can tell you is that there are some coaches at junior levels that might be coming through. I mean, Benji's about to coach the West Tigers in a few years. It's good news that uh, Lulawai will stay on with um, his team in the UK. Um, so there are some positive signs. I mean, we, we just don't have probably the depth that Rugby Union and Netball have at the moment. Um, but that's not to say that we don't have the depth coming through. Um, but, yeah, you know, Rugby League is such an important game for us here in New Zealand. And um, I would love to see more New Zealand coaches coming through. But just quickly, is it Michael Checker's coaching Lebanon? Is that right? Oh, I'm not too sure that Michael Checker, the rugby union coach. Yeah, I heard he was coaching Lebanon. I'm not, mate. I'm not Cup. too sure. I'm not up to date on, on that one. I'll have a look for you, um, John. On that, Bobby one. Farrah, maybe. Yeah, and John, John, just a question on the coaching though. You know, when you're saying, and here's the point that I'm trying to make is that, of course, we've got people that are, that are capable of coaching. That's not that's not the question. The question is mm. the pathways that they have to continue to progress through the ranks. So you get to a certain stage and you can't go any further. Are you comfortable that there are coaches that can do that? And hence the reason why I reference netball and rugby union. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm probably not comfortable because uh, those those pathways are not set in stone, as you know. And um, I know there's been issues with the New Zealand uh, Māori Rugby League with those pathways set as well. Um, but in saying that, we have some awesome coaches coming through the systems. Um, John Ackland, is he still around? He's he's been yeah, he's still coaching Mount Albert. Yeah, I mean him. He 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 pretty much picked, 
Kiwis from when they were in um, in primary school, mate. So someone needs to get him on board as well, John Eklund. Um, but yeah, like I said, mate, it's 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 pretty hard when our sport is probably fifth or sixth ranked in this country. But um, can't wait for the Rugby League World Cup, anyways, boys. John, love your call, man, and love your passion. You make some salient points. And just on Michael Checker, you know, John's bang on there. How's this, though? He's not just coaching the Pumas or the Lebanese side. He's also the top league director of rugby for NEC Green Rockets in Japan. So he's got three <laughs> gigs. And he said, he's given a quote to the Sydney Morning Hero and said, while it's good to say I'm doing all three and all of that, it's no good thing doing all three poorly. You have to do all three well. That's non-negotiable. They're three totally different things. Yeah, absolutely. They're three completely different things. Yeah, I'll, ta- I'll tell you what, too. He doesn't need a buck. He's got plenty. He got plenty over in Australia. Is he a fashion <laughs> label or something? Yeah, mate. He's... Oh, he's he's raking it in. He is <laughs> raking it. I've heard he is swimming in it. <laughs> well, there you go. So he just loves the game and he loves testing himself, which is great, mate. And yeah, you, know, you, you you think of IP that he's he's done in the game. You know, won a, a Super Rugby. Like, yeah, it's it's great. But he is doing three total opposites. Oh, that's so good. Proper gigs. Good on your checks. Awesome stuff, John. Appreciate you calling the Kenatai phone line. After this, we're talking some not so pro wrestling. It's Jake Sheehan. After a five-year hiatus, action-packed wrestling is back for one night only. From the backyard to the big stage, the best wrestlers from all over New Zealand will battle it out at Massey Rugby Club on Saturday night. The show is organised by Mitchell Fells, who suffers from muscular dystrophy. His dream was always to be a wrestler, and since that's not possible, he's gone ahead and organised his very own show. All the proceeds will go to Muscular Dystrophy Northern to help with the purchase of essential medical equipment. Outstanding, right? Now we're lucky to be joined by Jake the Juggernaut Sheehan, the longest reigning and current New Zealand heavyweight champion. Good morning, Jakey. Morning. Morning. How are we doing, lads? Oh, we're good, mate. We're good. We're up and about. We're all wrestling fans here, so first things first, what's your wrestling name and what's your signature move? My, well, my wrestling, I go by my real name, you know, I'm not one of these guys that's going to have a fake name, you know, one of these idiots. Uh, my finishing move is a jumping pile driver. Oh. <laughs> a jumping pile driver. Do you have like a yeah, sign yeah, before yeah. you do it? Like, do you have something that you'd like put your hand up or, you know? Uh, like, you... No, no. Normally you put people in position for it. Everyone knows what that means. That means <laughs> someone's getting dropped on the head from a great height. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mate, how good. Honestly, tell us about your title reign, mate. The longest title holder in New Zealand. How long have you been wrestling for? I've been wrestling since 2013. So, bit of bit of a long stint, 10 years next year. Um, the championship run has been something of a legend. I, I'm not going to lie to you, lads. Um, I've been beating the best, the best of the best up and down the country. I've been beating boys much bigger than me. I've been beating boys that have come back from hiatus. They've been overseas, wrestling overseas. They've got an experience. They've come back home. They think they can dominate the scene now that they've had a bit of overseas experience. Run into me, show's over. 
Is that you, Joey? <laughs> is that is that you, Joey from Gisborne? Who's your main Who's your main influence, mate? Or do you have any main influence? How did you get started? In terms of uh, in New Zealand, uh, I went to a few local shows here. Actually, um, Impact Pro Wrestling is the longest running company in the country. So I went to a few shows as a kid. Um, got inspired by the local guys, and and now I'm kicking their asses. <laughs> It's <laughs> so good, so good. Hey, just promise me, just promise me, if you ever make it to the WWE or WWF, just promise me you'll do better than the Bushwhackers. Well, I know that the one of the Bushwhackers has one of the shortest times in the Royal Rumbles. So that's that's pretty, pretty, pretty good goal to not beat. Um, <laughs> we do have some good right. here. We uh, Dakota Kylis in WWE at the moment. She's doing fantastic. She's a current um, women's tag team champion, so she's doing awesome. Mate, is that a, is that a dream? Is that a dream to head over there? And if if you're able to, if you if you really want to make that dream come true, what do you have to do? Are you able to, to achieve that out of New Zealand? Definitely not in New Zealand. You you got to go overseas. You know, you got to make contacts in like United States. There's definitely more possibilities in places like Australia. Um, over here, it's not really a thing you can do for a career. Um, but you know, it's a good good stepping stone to get you in those positions. Hey Jake, you must have a nice. story, mate, up against the Australians or someone like that, where you've dropped them on the pole driver. Have you got any of those for us? Well, there was a, a man in Australia called Mick Moretti. Uh, currently, I think he's got about five championships in Australia. He came over here in 2019 thinking I was going to be an easy night. Um, and about 20 minutes later, he ended up having a short little nap and staring up the ceiling while I pinned him. So <laughs> it's a good night for the Kiwis. <laughs> oh, that is so good. You're a good man. What about the massive names flying in from all over the country for this event? Uh, who do you see being the biggest threat here? Ooh, well, in my match, um, I'm wrestling uh, an international. So uh, he is a Kiwi, but he's been in Australia for a while. Uh, Link Van Haggard or Link Barnett. Uh, there's K9, who's from Invercargill. Um, and there's Will Cutting, who's from Hamilton. So kind of like a bit of a star-studded affair, that one, not going to lie. Uh, in terms of biggest threat, I would say probably Link, Link Barnett. It just seems national experience of wrestling people that I'm not used to in Australia. Might give him a bit of an edge, but I'm fairly confident I'm going to drop someone on their head, to be honest. <laughs> All right, Jake. Jakey boy. Jakey boy. A lot of people listening, a lot of people watching will be thinking, wrestling, scripted, you know, acting, blah, blah, blah. How much is it? of it is real and how much of it is a little bit scripted. Once you, you know, give them a little wink, do they get themselves into that position so you can just really pole drive them? Not really. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people in wrestling, obviously some things are scripted. Uh, a lot of the stuff you kind of just do on the fly. Uh, injuries are definitely real. One of my best friends uh, who's a wrestler who's 27 years old just had to retire due to injury received in wrestling. So pretty... Pretty rough stuff. I mean, after my last match, which was a fan spin the weapons match, uh, I couldn't walk for a couple of days from stuff in that match. Uh, and I've broken my hand. I've broken my hand wrestling, so you know, the injuries are real. Hey, Jake, have you come up with a with a new move? Have you come up with a new move that you're going to break out this weekend? Listen, when you have a run like I'm having at the moment, and you have a move like the the pile driver that is absolutely flooring everyone. You don't need to come up with new stuff. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> oh, hey, 
Talk me through, talk me through your outfit. What's your outfit? Like, every wrestler's got a fantastic outfit. We're wearing something spandicky. What do you got? Well, I have long tights, uh, obviously. Um, I have black kick pads. I have stuff running up my leg. I've got my logos on my sides. I've got my name across my bum. Awesome. We love that. Um, I have ring jackets. I've got about four different ring jackets. Uh, I have masks. I've got about four different masks as well. So, I mean, if you jump on my Instagram and have a look, you'll see that I have the best gear in the country by quite some, oh, some distance. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. We, we've had so much fun having you on the show. Quickly, before we let you go, who's your favourite wrestler of all time? Favourite wrestler of all time would be uh, Randy Orton. Oh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Oof. A man the man, the Undertaker. Undertaker for me, my friend. Hey, appreciate you coming on, Jake Sheehan. All the best. The no reigning problem. champ. The reigning champ for the heavyweight division in wrestling. Good luck this week. You're raising some money for uh, muscular dystrophy, mate. Appreciate it. Awesome calls. Thank, Thank you so much. Will do. No worries. Have a good one, boys. <laughs> what a champion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Joe, Par- Joe Parker should hire him. You've got to talk the talk if you're going to go out there and walk the walk. He just thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That is not Ricardo. That is not Ricardo whoever's come through. That Penny, is not Ricardo Ball. Boys, this is a stitch-up. Hey, Izzy, have we finally got you? Do you <laughs> finally stitched you up? Oi, if you have stitched me up, I will be so gutted because I was right into that. <laughs> nah, he is fair dinkum. That bloke is real. And um, if you want to go see him, eventfinder.co.nz. This this weekend, Massey Rugby Club up here. Oh, Joe, are you going to go? Joe, yes or no? Well, yes, I'm going to go, yes. Okay, Joe, we're sending Joe on a field trip. He's going to report back on Monday, boys, of how it goes. All right, there you go. Six away from eight. Well, if you just missed Jake Sheehan, go to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. That was one of the best chats we've had all year, lads. Uh, wrestling this weekend, Costa says, hey, what's wrong with the Bushwhackers? Hall of Fame as he shows some respect. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's wrong with the bushwhackers. I still love it when they used to bushwhack out and then they get sent straight back to the changing room. Oh, he used to make me crack it up. Kempe's wrestling name? Big K Slick. Big <laughs> K Slick will be Kempe. Double eight, double three. What do you reckon Kempe's wrestling name is? What would mine be? What would even Louis be? Send them through. Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear some great wrestling names. <laughs> we'll read them out. We want to have a bit of a laugh. Oh, so good. Big K Slick, you like that, Kimpy? I love it. I'm going to put it in my new Instagram name. Big K Slick. Big K Slick. Here we go. Tom Abercrombie, he's pretty slick, eh? He's pretty slick on that people. Oh, he's coming up. He's out of the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Kickstart your weight loss goals with 10% off the Opti Slim range from Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ.
Good morning, you're listening to Izzy and Big Pop Pop. I love it when you call me Big Pop Pop for SCNZ. That is Kempi's nickname. That is his wrestling name. Morning, guys. What about Big Pop a Pop is Kempi's wrestling name? Cheers, boy. Cam from Invercargill. Big K Slick, Big Popper. Something big, because look at those shoulders, man. He'll do some damage in that wrestling ring, I tell you. Anyway, great to chat to Jake Sheehan. If you've missed that, go have a listen. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the podcast, on our app, and have a listen. It was great. I've had a look at his Instagram. Man, he's a character. All wrestlers are, I guess. Whew, so good. So good. Anyway, a few messages coming through regarding some league. But right now, we're going to talk some basketball. We're going to talk with our man. He is a busy, busy man. He's He's out injured at the moment, so no doubt he'll be holding down the fort at home. Dead of the year. The NBL is underway for another season, and for the first time in a long time, the Breakers are at home at Spark Arena this Friday night, taking on the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. It's been a long couple of years for the boys and their fans, but after a hard fought and desperately close overtown loss to this, at the start of the season against Melbourne United on Sunday, there is plenty to be optimistic about for the new season. And optimism is what our friend Tom Abercrombie has needed to have in spades of late after a rogue finger has called more time off the court for the tall black sky and break his legend. He's with us now while on dad duty. What a guy. Morning, Tommy. Morning, lads. How we going? Oh, appreciate it, mate. We won't hold you long. Give us the latest update. Can you see? Are you, are you one-eyed bandit? Are the kids running rings around you? Yeah, there's been plenty of nicknames thrown about, hey. Um... But no, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Like the surgery worked and did its thing, and mm. vision will come back. But um, yeah, unfortunately, they had to put this this air bubble in my eye, which uh, kind of just sits in behind my my retina, and it's kind of done its thing now. That first five days, when I was lying down, and it was helping it, it heal, and um, now it just takes seven weeks for it to slowly, slowly shrink and um, disappear. But it's just like this. Uh, this bubble floating around in my vision, which um, it's very disorientating and mm. makes everything blurry and kind of reflective. And um, it, it's a it's a weird feeling, hard hard one to describe. But um, I've had I've had quite a few people reach out who've had similar surgeries and um, share some share some stories. So that's been quite cool, mate. All the best with the recovery, Tom. What's the latest on the return to play? Uh, yeah, look, I, I I can't fly for for seven weeks. Um, you know, if I, if I try and jump in a plane now, that the change in pressure would make that bubble essentially blow up, and I'd go blind in that eye. So definitely no flying for seven weeks. But um, the hope is that if it if it kind of shrinks enough that I can get you know some clear vision back in in that eye um, and be able to play again, then then I'll be able to play some some home games and um, you know contribute in that way. But uh, I obviously won't be able to jump on any airplanes for a little while. Mate, mate, look, just from listening to you, there, there must have been some genuine worried, worriedness from you, yourself, you know, like knowing that your eye and, and the unknown, like you could have potentially been blind. Yeah, no, it was pretty scary up there. Like it happened all the way up in um, bloody Darwin of all places and, uh, you know, got yeah. rushed to the A&E there. Yeah, I've, I've been poked in the eye a lot worse than, than this one, but um, I just had this like curtain over the top of my sort of field of vision and I couldn't see anything and it was obviously a bit strange and um, yeah the specialist came in there and, and saw me and was like oh yeah you know you've you've torn your retina pretty bad and um, you know he, he wanted me to stay well there was only two places in Australia that could do the surgery Sydney or Adelaide and wanted me to stay in Aussie to get it done but you know that would have involved staying in Australia for 
two months as well. So luckily there was a red eye out of Darwin at two o'clock in the morning. So I caught that and got back home essentially the same time. The worry was that if that tear reached the centre of my field of vision, um, then you're in a lot more trouble. That that surgery becomes a lot more serious, and um, the chances of getting you know full vision back um, are not so good. So I was lucky in a way that um, you know, that tear was down the bottom of my vision and there wasn't too much fluid that had seeped in there. So, um, yeah, in a way it was good, but uh, obviously still, you know, for it to, for it to happen, um, you know, 30 seconds into pre-season game up there, uh, yeah, you feel a bit unlucky, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, just take your time, Tom. Look after yourself. Make sure you're right before you come back. Um, as far as the break, breaking season goes on court, the last couple have been really testing for you guys. Uh, obviously with the COVID and, and all the super tough environments. Is there a bounce back this year on the cards? I hope so, man. Look, I think the signs were really good in that first game. The guys um, went out there and competed hard against Melbourne and um, you know, gave them everything. It was one of those games, you know, both teams kind of deserve to win and there has to be a loser. And Unfortunately, we're on the wrong end of a couple of tough calls and, and over time, you know, one, they, they got a three off after the shot clock and didn't get reviewed. Um, but, you know, those things happen. Those are the kind of calls you get on the road, uh, at home rather, and um, now hopefully coming home we'll get some of those ourselves. But um, some really good signs in that first game, and I think we've got a, a team that is hungry and wants to compete and, and wants to lock down at the, at the defensive end, and um, you know, that's a good recipe um, you know, for success, and you know, hopefully we can put together a really good showing. Um, you know, first home game in, what is it, 500 days or something uh, this week will be really exciting. Oh, it's going to be awesome, mate. See the see the lads back home. Spark Arena packed out. You've got the most uh, genuine and supportive fans going around. The Breakers fans, they really unite. Hey, just just quickly, in the off-season, was it more about on the court or was it more about focusing off the court to get the, the change, which we saw on Sunday against Melbourne United? It's so close. You've had some uh, new coach, obviously new uh, squad members coming in. What, what was the main focus in the, in the off-season? Um, yeah, a bit of both. Like we've got a very new group this year, um, and we really wanted to, you know, do that start from a, from a fresh slate and, um, you know, try not to have any hangover from the last couple of years. So, you know, Modi's come in and done a great job. You know, bring bring a lot of fresh energy in, and um, you know, really just start started to try and establish things from from the ground up and. I think in this league, uh, especially uh, when you're doing that, it, it really that foundation comes from um, how you play defensively. You know, the, the good teams and the successful teams in this in this league, um, they knuckle down, they get it done at that end, and that's so important. That's been a huge focus in the off season is what we're doing at that end, and um, you know we can do a lot a lot of things better from that first game. But we've got some some guys in this team who are you know really defensively minded and tough tough individuals who I think can lock down and, and play some really good defence because you know, we're on the road a lot just because we're home. You know, it doesn't make anything easier. Uh, you know, these road trips are, are not easy. Uh, we've got a, a heck of a schedule in October uh, and a lot of these games turn into you know, ugly kind of battles out there and I think we've got the kind of guys who are you know, willing to get down in the trenches and, and um, do the hard work in those games which is really important. Nice. And quickly, just for you go, what about these new American imports? Barry Brown Jr., Derek Pardon, they obviously had a, a pretty phenomenal first outing for the squad. What have they brought to, to, the, to the group? Yeah, I mean, that, those, those two guys were, were phenomenal in that first game. Um, it really showed you what they're capable of. You know, Barry 
Barry's just a bucket out there, man. He, he can create his own shot whenever he wants. And um, Derek is just a, a fantastic presence in those pick and rolls, rolling to the rim and, and providing a great target for us and rebounding. You know, they, they, they played their roles very well in that first game. I don't think we've, we've seen the best out of, you know, Jarrell Brantley yet. Um, you know, he's a little quiet in that first game, but he's, uh, he's going to be so, so important for us. He's got, um, you know, a tremendous game that he's, uh, just trying to unlock right now. And I think it's just going to, it's going to come together for him soon. And when it does, you know, those three guys together are going to be a wonderful combination for us. Hey, Tom, great to have you, mate. Just for just one last one before we let you go. I don't know if you caught the 36ers game with the Suns yesterday, but they've absolutely poured it on <laughs> from deep. And I think I read the last time a, a non-NBA team won one of those preseason games was the Luka Doncic-led Real Madrid against the Thunder years ago, like years and years wow. ago. Um, you guys had a crack up there. Don't worry. Nobody put a poster on Jaron Jackson Jr., so you still hold that <laughs> mantle. But... Are you pretty proud of the 36ers or do you get a little bit of competitive jealousy like, oh, I wish that was us? Oh, look, no, I think in this instance it's uh, it's nothing but respect for, for what those guys did. You know, they went out and um, absolutely balled out. And as you said, they shot the lights out 55% or something <laughs> from three for the game. You know, stepping into a, an NBA court for the first time with that extra depth on that three-point line. It's, it's a phenomenal effort. Um I didn't watch the game, but I was I was trying to follow it as much as I could, and you kind of it's one of those ones you just keep waiting, you keep thinking, oh, you know, the Phoenix is going to make a run, they're going to they're going to get back in this, and Adelaide just kept making shots, um, and so no, absolutely wicked for them, it's wicked for the league, like the flow and effect from that, and the um, the respect uh, for the league, which is already very high internationally, is just going to continue to to go up after a thing like this, and players and scouts and things yeah, will even more so understand that our league's becoming a real real pathway for guys to, to get to the NBA and you know, wouldn't be surprised if a couple of those those 36ers guys um, make that next leap because they've got a couple of imports there who are more than capable. Beautiful, Tom. Honestly, appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, well, we hope your luck changes and your your eye obviously returns to full health and you you get back out on that court soon, mate. You're an absolute champion and you, you mean so much to that Breakers outfit. Welcome home. Welcome home. First Thanks, game mate. back <laughs> at Spark Arena. And we always appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Cool. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. There he is. Tom Abercrombie, obviously. Yeah, I'm not surprised you didn't watch it. Lily, it'll be pretty hard to watch some tally at the moment. You're getting so that, nauseous. Can't be Imagine Cyclops. that, just a big, a big blur in the middle of your eye. Man, that would have been so scary. So scary. You have that every um, Super Rugby season, don't you? Wait, which team do you reckon he supports in Super Rugby? Blue <laughs> uh, vision. Bad luck, so probably Blues, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kimpy, Izzy, how's this? Speaking of the 36ers... How's this for a stat? The Phoenix Suns total salary cap, and I know like a lot of them weren't playing, but just for context, the Phoenix Suns total salary cap for this season coming up, US, $173 million. The Adelaide 36ers players' salary cap for the season in Australian dollars, $1.7 million. Unbelievable. $173 versus $1.7 million. Obviously... Um, that's not that's a bit of a kind of a fetch stat because it's not quite reflective. But that sums it up. And the Izzy, the other one is these players, Devin Booker and the you know the Suns guys, they are all genuine players in two K on the logo of 
the Adelaide 36ers players as like a sponsor was the 2K logo. So like it's two different worlds, you know, it's two different realms. And for them to go in there, I'm trying to, comp- trying to think of something like, it would be like a Heartland team. It would be like when South Canterbury played the Magpies, except imagine if the Magpies were the Blues and South Canterbury went in there and rocked them in preseason. Are they blowing up? Are they blowing up in America? Of what's what's happened? Like a, uh, I saw something on ESPN and Sports Center, like a NBL team just come over and beat the Phoenix Sun, who were like a year or two ago were pushing to an NBA title. So it's um yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy, and they won't be happy. I saw a clip of the coach; he was chewing his nails and absolutely couldn't, unbe- couldn't um, believe what he was witnessing. Look, it is one of those, uh, Louis, and, and that just shows, hey, when you get an opportunity to face the big timers, you know, like I remember when I was at Lindisfarne, we got absolutely smoked, but Lindisfarne taking on Hastings boys, you just try and find that extra edge to go out there and get the job done, and you need a bit of luck, but you need to make, make that luck as well, and those players, they went out there and they just shot the lights out, give themselves a chance, Kimpy, and it all came off, how good. Kimpy has this, is he, is he has to go all the way back to school where rugby since the last time he played on an underdog, how good is that? <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what happens when you're an elite athlete, an elite. That's won abs. everywhere you went. <laughs> no, I didn't win everywhere I went. Some people I, just have all the luck. Hawks Bay, okay, Hawks Bay taking on Canterbury in 2000. <laughs> when was it? 2008, when they came down and Sona Tamalolo scored in the corner and they were playing Dan Carter, Brad Thorne, Richie McCaw, and we just lost with six points. That was my nice uh, example. Munster? Like what about Munster and the All Blacks? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. No, that's good. And and I get it. Like, you take your opportunity. How cool if one of these guys yeah. gets picked thinking, or if they make the next leap? How? Oh, well, Luka Dockage, you know, coming through, like you just said. Um, you never know, mate. Like that movie, as he talked about, you know, with Adam Sadler, he ended up, after he said that, I went straight home and watched it uh, about going <laughs> around and looking for all that talent. You just never know where the next talent comes from. So good. So good. you got to tap in, mate. It's everywhere. you got to tap in and get those opportunities. And this, the 36 has got the job done. Phoenix Suns, we're close to another NBA season. I just saw the um, Warriors were over at Tokyo playing against the Washington Wizards. Like it's it's come around pretty quick, eh? Oh, it's crazy. It's ma- manic the NBA calendar, and and like NFL's only just started. I feel like we're only just wrapping our head around that. But the, baseball's nearly into their wild. I think their wild card games are on Saturday. So baseball playoffs are starting. It's just that time of year where American sports get hectic. Um, before we head off, a couple of texts I wanted to get through on the back of Kempe's off the back fence because you've really triggered a lot of people here, Kempe. Um, Brett said maybe Thomas Lulua should have a chat with a few of the Penrith boys. He's on the same wavelength of Kendrick Lamar. Sit down, be humble, listen to the Kumara, uh, says Brett. And yes, we, we would. Thomas Lulua, if anyone missed, has been talking about how humble the, the guys in the Kiwi squad was uh, are. Well, the Penrith Panthers, maybe not so much. And then Joey's come through here, Kempe. You want to read that one? Yeah, this one here from Joey. He goes, hey, guys, rugby league uh, coaches, classic example is Richie Blackmore, who coached three Auckland clubs to Fox Glory, which is the Auckland Premier competition up here with Otahuhu, Manarewa and Papakura. Then I think he was also helping out the Warriors under 20s. also helped me out when I was coaching first grade to a grand final win and applied for a coaching job with New Zealand Rugby League, but got denied because his face didn't, doesn't fit. What a joke. That's one reason why we are where we are now. I know the Richie Blackmore story really well. I actually advocated and I went to bat for him with the New Zealand Rugby League because... He missed out. He was the best coach for our juniors, and they they went and gave it to an Australian. 
And then what they did was they shortlisted him the very next month for the top three to coach the national team. And I said, it doesn't make sense. You've turned him down for the junior's job and then you've shortlisted him for the senior job. And uh, I feel really sorry for Richie because he walked away from the game. He just, I've tried to keep him in it for years and he's he just said, mate, this is just a waste of time. And um, hence the reason why I wrote that. Because I I'm just I'm just forecasting for the future. We're basically we convey about player elite players, no worries at all. But unfortunately, everything's going to come out of Australia, as far as I'm concerned. Interesting, interesting, Kempe Blackmore. Obviously, he's he's gone. We've had him on the show too, and we'd love to get him back on and have we Mate, got the chat thing, to Richie. Yeah, the thing with it, we've got so many good football brains. You know, I think John he made that point. We've got really, really good coaches. They just don't get an opportunity because we don't have pathways like netball and rugby union. Nice stuff, Kempe. Twenty-one minutes past eight o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Keep your messages coming through, Mark. Congratulations, morning boys. My grandson got picked for the Warriors under eighteen cadet squad. The Warriors journey begins. Good. good on you, Mark. You must be so proud. You All and your Fano. We'll follow this journey, Mark. Keep us in the loop with how he's going and uh, strength to strength. I'm sure he will go. Right now, Leicester are playing Nottingham Forest. The Premier League's back in full resumption. Uh, Manchester United fans know all about that. <laughs> um, so we'll keep an eye on that as that progresses throughout the morning. And then we'll do a little bit of love racing, catch up with Marcus Wheelhouse. So much more to come here with Chemist Wheelhouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past... Eight o'clock. I think when we headed off to the break, there was wasn't a score in the Nottingham Forest Leicester game. Kimby, is that right? Mate, every time I look up at the telly, Leicester having a shot at goal. They've they've had twenty shots at goal, and in that five minute break, <laughs> they've got two goals. Well, that's how it works. Got on your Leicester, so obviously the odds would have plunged in at tab.co.nz. Paulie Mawati is on the line now. G'day, Paul. How are you? Yeah. Good morning, my sons. <laughs> My sons. <laughs> Hello, Coral. How are you? Are you, are you, um, are you trying to pull off some sort of Jerome Luai kind of grub act? <laughs> oh, crikey. Talk about immaturity. Fair thinking. Win. Well, yeah, you played well. Good on you, boys. Crikey. Just have a bit of humility. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the first game next year, Parramatta Penrith. Yeah. Are you oh, gonna, you should open a Bill. book up on send-offs. Yeah, how many cards? <laughs> exactly. Do you reckon do you reckon if we if we actually like you know, if we looked Pip in the eye and we said Pip yeah. Pip, do you genuinely endorse this sort of behaviour or do you think your team are all just dickheads? Like what would she say? <laughs> well you you can ask her that on Friday morning. The way they've carried on, Paul, it's not acceptable, is it? No, it's ridiculous. Um, yes. I don't know. Someone in the club needs to just say, guys, pull it back, will you? Fair thank you. Unbelievable. Let's move on to something positive. There's an NFL game on afternoon. The 49ers up against the Rams. It's a bonus back game as well, so just place a pre-match winning team a margin bet. And if your team wins, but you've got the incorrect margin, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. I can tell you, um, punters are coming for the Rams We've taken almost three times as much money in that head-to-head market than we have on the Rams than we have on the 49ers. So a lot of support for the Rams. And there's a bit of action in the power plays in that NFL. That's later on this afternoon. And the best back so far, 
Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel to combine for 200 or more receiving yards and to combine for two or more touchdowns. That's currently paying $8.50. That has been very, very well backed. And I'm just having a look at the MPC quarterfinals. Well, the punters have spoken and the bookies have had to move. North Harbour now into $2.10 after opening up at two twenty. Auckland drifting out to $1.72. Money has come for North Harbour to win that first quarter final this weekend. And in the Women's World Cup, they're all over the Kiwis. They're all over the Black Ferns. Uh, can't get enough. Minus 28.5. We've had one bet on Australia, plus 28.5. And a whole stack of action on the Blackburns, minus 28 and a half. Mm. Looks like this one's going to be an easy one for the girls. Mm. And mm. Eden Parker, we are rocking, Paulie. Hey, would you like a little bit of just shameless promotion from me just before you go? Yeah, do it. I thought it was so generous and very sporting of the bookies and yourselves to offer cash-outs for the futures bets for the Arrowfield stud plate because, look... You didn't have to do it. It's futures betting. The races, as long as it was run in this season, you could have the futures tickets stood. But I thought the opening a cash out option. So for people like myself, if you had Mustang Valley and La Creek, because you thought Imperatries had been confirmed to not be there, and then the races get delayed a week, so she is going to be there. To create that option, I just thought that was very sporting. So big round of applause for you guys. I thought it was awesome. Cheers, guys. Just trying to make it as fair as possible, Louis. So glad you took advantage of that. Um, and don't forget, oh. on the Epsom last Saturday, where the dead heat was, we paid out full divvies on the final field win market. So it uh, didn't matter who you backed in that Epsom. Um, you got your full divvies paid out. Oh, that's great. Good stuff, Paul. Appreciate that. There you go. TAB.co.nz, R18 Gamble Responsibly. Yeah, and I thought that was really good of them, lads, to offer a cash out because it's a completely different oh, track. It is. In a, in a giving a, mood, aren't they? Completely different race with Imperatries in it. It is, and I know that's the nature of futures betting, but you had her confirmed to not be there and then just by a weather incident. Speaking of that, we're going to give you the updated market on the Arrowfield and the Hastings Hawks Bay Guineas with loveracing.nz up after Arohata News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Twenty-seven away from nine o'clock. We've had your text messages on double eight, double three, just a second, and uh, we'll talk some golf. Izzy, you think that Marcus Wheelhouse is coming on to talk about Ryan Fox, but he's actually coming on to give you some uh, mentorship ahead of your pro debut. Ooh, mate! Honestly, I caught up with him at the All Blacks reunion. He was here. He gave me a few tips. Actually, gave me a few tips. I've been working on them. I've been working on trying to extend the front leg when I drive my when I use my driver. And oh, I am! I bombed it yesterday, boys. Took Arlo out for a little hit. Bombed it. So oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, thank you, Louis. I appreciate you helping me because I need it. I can't wait. So that's <laughs> not this weekend. It's next weekend at Pig, right? Yeah, next week, next Wednesday we've got the Pro-Am, next Thursday, Friday we've got the first two rounds, <laughs> No, I won't make the cut, so I'll be done by Friday. I wonder what you've got to be paying. I want to see the odds. I don't know if there's odds. I don't know if there's oh, odds. Well, we'll I'll, 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 I'll start a book. 
anyone wants, I'll give you. I'll, I'll start a book. Come see bit me. Bit of a dilemma though, lads. Bit of a dilemma. Like, um, yeah, I was out at the golf course and they had a bit of a boo-boo. Had a bit of a poo-poo out there. It's, uh, they've just renovated the golf course, but they sprayed the greens and there might have been a bit of leftover something in the in the drums, in the sprayer, that has killed oh, all the greens. Oh, no. What, a Pegasus? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. Honestly, it's not not great. That's like a greenkeeper's worst nightmare. Like, literally, the worst thing that could ever happen. That's that's what happened at Wairaki. So Wairaki, someone um contaminated all the sprayers, put Roundup, and they killed all the greens. So something's happened. It's it's not ideal. It's not ideal. So well, they're gonna spray it was paint like them. Putting. Well, I spoke to him yesterday. So what had, what's happened is killed all the tops. So it's killed all the grass, and it's pretty much just the brown top. So what they've got to do is they've got to roll it and cut it like fine as. So it's basically you're just you're going to be putting on dirt, but it's going to be flat. But it, um, yeah, it's it's not good looking. It's not a good look. But anyway, I know the course, and I'm looking forward to it. That is that is fascinating, and that actually is a nightmare. I feel really bad for those um those guys involved because yeah. that would be such a heart sinking moment. Do you know what we're going to do? We're talking golf right now. Let's shoot off, get wheelie on the other side of this, then do love racing after that because I want to keep the golf flow going, keep that swing nice and pure, extend that front leg, grip it, rip it. Marcus Wheelhouse, not far away. This year probably meant a little bit more to me. Warney was my partner for the last few years, and a lot of us missed him dearly this year. And I know he was helping me out there today and on top of that my parents travelled up from New Zealand for four weeks and seen a couple of missed cuts and a withdrawal so um, yeah pretty special to have them out here for, for a win Yep, Ryan Fox had one of the biggest wins of his career at the Dunhill Links over the weekend. It was an emotional one for sure, getting it done for his great mate Shane Warne. Warney Fox is up live with Smithy after 9am, so stay tuned. But right now we've got his coach back on here. He's on the tools, Marcus Warehouse. Morning, brother. How you doing? Morning. Morning, Izzy. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you coming on. I know you're a busy man. Just quickly, um... Mate, what a, what a performance, Foxy, on that final day, getting the job done, mate. Is it uh, surprising for you? Uh, not really. Um, it's, mm. and, 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 and I, I say that in a, in a non-arrogant way. Um, look, it was, mm. it was, uh, he's been playing some beautiful golf this year, and, and, um, and really at the end of the day for him, he, I mean, he probably could have won, you know, a couple more times this year. So, um, yeah. But he's, you know, he's learning from from those sort of situations, and uh, and I think that was, um, you know, evidence uh, yesterday when you saw, you know, when you saw the other guy, the, the young um, English guy, Ranson, and sort of just not cope with that lead, and you know, that's what happens in golf. It's, it's there's a lot of mental stuff going on. So the more yeah. you put yourself in that position, the more that um, it becomes second nature, and. And uh, and Foxy, even though he was fighting, but you know it was uh, mm. it was it was nice to see. Hey Marcus, it's Kempe here, mate. Um, just what do you think is is clicked? He's been there or thereabouts for for quite a while now. He's he's just put it all together, or is there something that he's been working on that's uh, you know really made him go out there and, and get the job done? Well, it's probably a combination of yeah. I mean, two or three things. I think a short game. Um, Progression has really come on the last uh, two years, and, and I think the, there was a, a technical shift, um, you know, sort of a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, but, it, but he sort of didn't really believe it, and uh, and I don't think he had that sort of performance that what those one-off performances that that were showing those results. So um, I think that's been a you know a big part of it. He's actually just had some 
rounds where he's just gone out there and let it happen and the, and the technical things come through. And you guys both know that, you know, sometimes the, the game plan can be there, but it's just not gelling. Um, but, it, you know, and then all of a sudden, click, it goes, and then the confidence goes through the roof. And I feel that's what's happened. I think there's been some sort of regular stuff with, with a swing as well with a guy up in, in London, which has helped him. Um, and uh, and just sort of, you know, keeping everything on top and on track with what, you know, we're all doing. And, yeah, so I think there's probably a good good two combinations. And he's and he's a father, mate. I think he's, you know, he's perspective. You know, that, that's, a, yeah. that's a big part of it. And we all know as, as you know, you start to realise where you sit in life and, and what you need to do. And, and you've got others to look after. And, and it sort of adds fuel to the fire, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I, I can fully uh, relate to that. When I had uh, my first son, it just changed my whole perspective on life and put it into uh, reality. It's only sport at the end of the day, and you still got a family to go home to, and that'll love you and cherish you every single time. Hey, quickly, he's got a ranking up to twenty fifth in the, in the world. Hell of an achievement, and he's only going to get better and better. Is the horizon for Foxy changing every tournament he wins? It's yeah. I mean, look, it's amazing. Hey, eh? you know, to have a Kiwi at twenty five in the world, I think, is pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, look, it's. It, it, I mean, his world's is oyster now, mate. In the next, you know, whatever. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, probably five, ten, you know, ten years, um, to be able to create a, a pretty special career, um, and and a and a place that sits around, you know, America maybe. Um, mm. Who knows? You know, it's it's, uh, it's a pretty changing world out there, as we all know, um, with golf. Mm. Um, but is, yeah, so look, no, super exciting times. Is Trevor is Trevor banging his head on the table right now? No, yeah, look, that was disappointing, eh? But you know, as uh, as as we sort of talked about, mate, let's just go out there and and just make him regret it. But uh, and which is what he's done. So I don't think he's regretting it. But you know what I'm saying. Beautiful, mate. Oh, we'll let you go because I know you're a very busy man. But uh, just quickly, a uh, young up-and-coming golfer is making his debut next week at the Charles Tall Pegasus. Have you got any advice for him? Well, I tell you what, Pegasus is a, she's a bit of a game plan, right? You got to got to sort of keep, mate. What are you going to? Are you going to rip the driver out and do the foxy, or are you going to go sort of a little bit more conservative? <laughs> he wants to take no, it easy hey, on the push-ups. Hey, come on, come drive, on, Marcus. Driver all day, Marcus. <laughs> I remember you gave me. You remember at the All Blacks reunion when you gave me a little lesson outside when we were late and everyone was telling yeah, us to hurry up and you'll give me that. Just extend that front leg. I've been working on it. It's been working. Good boy, good boy. We'll pop it, mate. Just get out there and just and believe in yourself, brother. You'll be fine. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate your time, awesome. mate. And uh, well done with all you're doing with Foxy. He's, he's absolutely flying at the moment. And uh, we, we really appreciate him on here and all your time this morning. Thank you, Marcus. No worries. Thanks, boys. Have a good day. There he is. Marcus Wheelhouse, coach for Ryan Fox. Yep. Trevor Ilmerman. Will be banging his head on the table, regretting that decision to leave 25th ranked golfer in the world, Ryan Fox, out of the President's Cup. And well, they got a hiding too. Hey, I wonder what I wonder what Cambo's. Um, they did get a hiding. That's a very good point. The, <laughs> to be fair, the Americans are a scary outfit. I wonder what Cambo's high rating ever got to, high ranking ever got to. I mean, 25 is. It's pretty Crazy. scary top level. That's that's like I mean everybody that's made a, the what fifth. Are numbers. That's an extra couple of zero, couple of triple quadruple zeros on the end of a live contract. <laughs> what a genuinely <laughs>
Yeah, like uh, how many golfers? There'd be millions of golfers in the world. So you you put that in perspective. Twenty five out of that many. It's, it's crazy. It's fascinating. He he's already come out, Kempi, and he doesn't like the live golf situation. Um, he's not a big fan. We had him on the show a couple of months ago, actually, and he spoke about. It. He's coming up with Smithy, so it'd be awesome to hear from from Foxy, and, and awesome to see um, Grant Fox over there. I just read. I just seen a tweet. I just seen a tweet from Padraig Harrington. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's oh, talked about Graham. the Dunhill. He called him Graham Fox. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, Padraig, get it right, bro." <laughs> like Graham Fox. Oh, that disrespect. Yeah, no, look, it genuinely is crazy. So he's overtaken um, Adam. So he's taken over for Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and Abraham Answer in the. In the wow. ring. Oh, he's just below. Sorry, he's just below Dustin Johnson and Abraham uh, Ansem. He's taken over Brooks Kepka and Adam Scott at 31 32. Major winners. Yeah. Major, many a major winners. Like, I think Dustin's four time major winner. Like, mate, that is phenomenal. That is crazy. A young Kiwi golfer down here, Fox Tracker, who loves fishing and snagging kingies, getting the job done. Someone's come through. Canberra got to 12 ish, yes. I think. So, 12th in the world. That's it. Goose and Matt, Mm. bang on. So I'm just reading that here. So only three other Kiwi men have spent time inside the top 50. In 1986 is when the world golf rankings became a thing. Uh, 2005, Michael Campbell peaked at 12. Frank Nombolo got as high as 21. And Danny Lee, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He got 34th Mm. back in February 2016. But since then, Ryan Fox is 25th in the world. That is so cool. And to have a, ke- a coach still in New Zealand mm. talking about your pathways, Kempi, he's still got Wheelie doing the job for him. That's cool. It is. It's, you know, and um, Marcus must be, like, over the, over the moon that he's got uh, his first win, but that top, because if you're saying top 25 and, and say you're in the top 30 players in the world and you're looking for a coach, well, Marcus Wheeler has his name gets put up there as well, you know. So there's all mm. that ramifications around that top top twenty, top ten uh, as you as you go on. And and mate, good on him. You know, Foxy, we're probably just about to see Foxy explode and become you know a Cambo and get down to that ten. Oh. He's going really well. I love this point about um, having having a kid because I've had my own experiences too, like with um, twenty fifteen got dropped and then my wife got pregnant and it just changed my whole outlook on on life and sport and you know just just probably relaxes you you know and, and you can see that with Foxy he's just he's got his family over there traveling with him you know he's changing nappies in the morning and he's going out to the driving range and, and doing what he's doing you can actually see the difference that his family and mate like you watch that that 18th hole Alex Noren drives off the deck he needed an eagle to win it or to, to, to equal the lead. He drives it out of bounds. It hits the house and then bounces back onto the green. So all the luck. And you look at Foxy and he's just like, are you kidding me? You could just see the nerves. But he had nerves of steel, got the job done and, and did enough to win it, man. It was it was awesome. Well done, Foxy. He's almost smitty. Can't wait to hear that. Yeah, we'll be really looking forward to seeing how that plays out and seeing how low he can go in those world golf rankings. Right, loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. We've got the news, the reviews, the previews. Uh, remember, Ooh, Tuesday fill up. Remember, not today, just patience. <laughs> remember, next weekend uh, for the Livermore Day down at Hastings, crossing fingers and toes, uh, the Grand Tour resumes. 
So the Grand Tour is um, New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing's big party atmosphere they're trying to build. Make sure you go and have a look on all their social pipes. They've got some great advertising going at the moment. Now, I just wanted to give you guys the markets because Imperatriz is confirmed and back in. So straight away, she resumes as a $2.40 favourite. Now, this is for the Arrowfield stud plate, which was meant to be a Hastings. Not quite forgotten about just a week later now at Matamata. And the forecast, they've had a lot of rain. We got a text earlier in the show. They've had a lot of rain. But the forecast does look like it's going to ease in Matamata towards the end of the week. So the Hawks Bay Guineas and the Arrowfield Stud Plate both go there. Imperatriz is back in the market at a $2.40 favourite. Dynastic is the $2 favourite over best seller in the Hawks Bay Guineas. La Creek at two eighty, Mustang Valley at $6.00. Pier is in behind Dynastic and Bestseller at $7 on the third line of betting there. Now, Imperatriz, if the track is, say, an 8 or better, will start odds on. She will start somewhere probably at about $1.80 or $1.90 if the track is better than an 8. If it's heavy, of course that brings your Mustang Valleys and your La Creeks back into it because we saw Imperatriz just got tripped up on that really boggy Hastings heavy the other day, which was sticky. But she's back in. You've got to take her seriously. Two starts ago, she was a world beater until Kempi declared her that she'd never get beaten again. So <laughs> as long as we can... Animo. Come on, Animo. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on with loveracing.nz. Tomorrow they're up at Ruakaka, as he said, we'll find plenty of winners there. And after this... Well, he is the winner, isn't he? We'll catch up with Smitty. Brad, I appreciate your tech, so I've got Leicester to win 4-0. Put 50 on at 31s. Please slow down. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, they are pumping not for us 3-0 at half time. Uh, good luck to you, Brad. And Izzy, you are asking Smitty yesterday about NPC, I heard. Yes, I asked Smitty. Anyone outside of Canary, can they stop the juggernaut? If so, who? Smitty, for you. I, I don't think... I don't think so, is he? Uh, to be fair, because they, if, uh, if they're going to beat Canterbury, they're going to beat them down there. Because Canterbury's yeah. got uh, all the rights. So uh, that, to me, is um, that's, that's a, a bit of a problem. Uh, they are a terrific side. They're well coached. Marty Burke's done a good job uh, his first year in charge as such. Um, and it, the depth of talent is uh, unbelievable. I, I find it hard to believe that anyone's going to knock them over, to be honest. I'd like to mm. think so. Wellington are having a bumper season. Maybe Wellington could yeah. if they get in the mood. Um, but I, I don't see anyone else going down there and winning it, is he? Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be a tough ask. Canterbury uh, showing signs of just going through, had the, the, the one loss and hopefully getting the job done. Smithy, obviously you've got a big show. you got the Foxinator on, mate. We just had Marcus Wheelhouse on as coach, so big show planned. Yeah, we got Ryan Fox um, straight after the news, actually, so we'll rip straight into that. And uh, what a fantastic story this is. I think it's his greatest mm. win. I wonder if he'll acknowledge that uh, as being the case and the privileges it earns him now. Uh, he can go anywhere, any way, he, and, and play anywhere he, he wants with whoever he wants now. But will he do it? That's the thing. And you know, a lot of people mm. saying, um, what are your challenges from here on in? He'll play, in, he'll, he'll play for the Green Jacket next year, is he? And that's pretty big. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's showing all signs of going forward and maybe a potential next major winner. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of water to go under that bridge, but showing all signs of carrying on, mate. Appreciate it, Smithy. Have a good day. We'll stay on and have a listen to Foxy. He's doing outstanding. Thanks to everyone that's tuned into our show, talking all things league. I reckon you should go have a look and listen to Jake Sheehan, the wrestler. 
We need a more earlier crack-up interview. We'll be back tomorrow. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.